What's going on, everybody? It's Joe. Uh, I want you to head over to my Facebook page for Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast. Please go like the page. Follow me on Untapped and Twitter at uh, JoeBob41. Find me on Instagram. You can do Average Joe's uh, Beer Podcast. You can find me that way. Uh, I love seeing what you guys are drinking on Untapped. I love seeing your pictures on Instagram. And you can see my pictures and when I'm coming off of episodes and all that. Uh, so this episode, I want to start first and foremost by giving a big thank you for the use of the tap room and letting me try out a first live broadcasted to a tap room um, podcast. So to Iron and Glass, Kristen, Colts, uh, Eric, and Maggie, I appreciate you guys letting me use the tap room. And we had a blast. This episode featured Dan and Lindsay of Around the Bend Beer Company. Uh, we had a blast. We just we covered so much. We did it over two hours, just hanging out in the Ironing Glass Tap Room, trying out their beers, and just talking about the future. Uh, you'll learn a lot about them. I don't want to kind of spoil anything, so just go ahead and give it a listen. You can find out more about uh, their distribution, their future plans, their how they how they came up. But again, awesome episode. Really enjoyed my time with these two. All right, we're live. We're totally live right now, like literally live in a tap room at Iron and Glass. In I changed my mind. In Romeo I don't want to do this. In Romeoville, Illinois, at Iron and Glass. Wow, yeah. We have literally an empty... T- we got one guy. Hey, dude. Yeah, you're the best. His, his name's John, right? I hope so. Shout Hi, out John. to John. Shout out to John for John. being the only guy. And Randy, too. Randy, he, he counts, too, right? Randy definitely counts. His fandom. Um, I'm joined here by uh, Lindsay... And is it Dan? Yeah. Am I wrong about that? Mm-hmm. It is Dan. There's a lot of Daves and Dans in the in the world, but there Dan, are. we're we're talking to the folks from around the bend, around the bend. Are you, are you guys beer, beer company around yes. the bend? Beer yeah. Co. Beer yep. Co. Dig beer it. company. Beer Dig Co. It. Whatever you're ATB. And you guys, you guys are like hardcore distribute your beer in cans, right? But no we space do. right now, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. So we're a production production brewery. Uh, production only, not no space open to the public, but uh, we're working on fixing that. So, so who are you guys? Who are you guys to around the bend? Go ahead and introduce yourselves. Talk Ladies a little first. bit about it. Uh, my name is Lindsay. I am director of sales, which means pretty much it's just me. Super corporate. <laughs> um, really corporate director. over here. Director of sales. You direct the shit out of those sales. Um, now Dan actually helps with sales a little bit, but he has a lot more on his plate. When you say a little bit. Could you be more specific? <laughs> Oak Park, he, River Forest, and Forest Park. Oh, okay. So he's got like <laughs> a Grange piece of the map. And Elmhurst Grange. as well. Okay. Right. He's got I a mean, piece of the map. All right. Bust and then I balls. cover the rest of the nine counties. So. so who do you send into this beautiful hearth? Who <sighs> brings the beer well, here? Our lovely Randy. Randy. Who Randy. has uh, joined our team has been helping out a little bit. Randy's my guy. Randy's got this. Randy got this thing hooked up here, man. He, he, he you, was Randy. like, "Hey, I know this place," and I'm like, "Hey, I know those cans," and I'm like, "Yeah, are they willing to do it?" Yeah, they totally do it. And now we're sitting here, and you guys are the first pilot episode of actually broadcasting it to a tap room. So, so cool. with one person there. <laughs> Wait, another dude awesome. just walked in the door. We we're good now. John's we our guy. Two. We got a guy in orange now. He's he's hey there, orange guy. It's called around the bend. It's to the left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, so we got sales, <coughs> director. What, what else? It's got to be a cooler name than just director, right? Like, I mean, I normally just say head of sales, yeah. uh, and that encompasses a whole hell of a lot Lord more. Lord of sales. Lord of sales. Well, sales goddess is kind of like the thing about go. her. Uh-huh. Okay. Badassery involved. Um, a lot of badassery. Mm-hmm. 
There's like got to be planning events. Planning events too. What you kind know. of events are we doing around the bend? Oh man. As many what as possible. What do we possible. got coming on? We got beer dinners. We do tap. Well, there's no such thing as a tap takeover. Let's all be honest. <laughs> we'll do. We'll say draft feature. Ooh, I like it. Are these industry terms? They are a little yeah. bit. But sure. I think you should you should just jump right in and talk about the coolest event that you've ever had the idea for, and it's coming up pretty soon in April. Oh here. my gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wait. I can't tell the, if she's wait, genuinely excited it's right not now. In, the neighborhood? in April. Oh, in April. But please pay so, attention when I'm talking. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about Bucktown Pub, but it's one of our most favorite accounts, or maybe just mine. Just near, near and dear to your heart. <laughs> um, number one in the streets, everybody number else. one in Lindsay's heart. I am <laughs> currently working on a pop-up um, for Wayne's World. Oh, nice. Yeah. It nice. will kick off uh, 420. Launching at 420. Run, oh, stop it. Run yeah. for two Size. weeks. So two weeks? It'll so run for two weeks. two weeks. We are building Wayne's basement. No way. There's, in the Bucktown Way. Yeah. That's a legit idea. So is that that's your brainchild, Lindsay's brainchild? I mean, Autumn is the general manager there, and we came up with it together. She approached me. She goes, "Your beer of the month. I want to do a pop up." And I was like, oh, "Wayne's World. We have to do Wayne's World." And she was like, "Duh. That's why I'm coming to you." Oh, so okay. My first response was, "Why aren't we doing this in Aurora?" But uh, you yeah. know, whatever. Good point. It's in Bucktown, mm-hmm. so we're doing. Because I'd off. have. To, I would. <laughs> I'd, an Uber would cost a whole hell of That's a lot of money. Also More true. Than, yeah, that would bust our budget. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> the around the we're, a small, we're a small though, brewery. Yeah. Though a Lindsay, you're budget. fired. Your Uber <laughs> was too expensive. Yes. <laughs> Getting out to Aurora is not easy for anyone. No. That's an awesome idea, though. So, so Bucktown, yeah. you come together with the GM, and boom, now all of a sudden this event throws down in April. So like, what is going to go? Like, How detailed are we going to get I into I can't get into details. Oh, okay. no, now I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Secret. I'm yeah. okay with that. That's some top secret shit she's talking about right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you should respect that, Dan. Stop pushing. No. I do. We just got a tip on a band today. Yeah. What's the name of the band? I don't remember. Yeah. You're the Kowloon shed. Bay. Dan, you're oh, look at ruining that. everything. I, I'm just teasing. <laughs> not ruining any. These are teases. So we don't know if there's a band or not yet. She's master of awesomery and, and badassness. Mm-hmm. And, and, and your role is beer guy? Uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, I'm chief bottle washer, really. Chief bottle you washer. Know, I kind of I wear yeah. a lot of hats. So technically on my business card, it says founder slash brewer. Um, so I do do some of, uh, you know, the, 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 the brewing development of recipes and whatnot. But, um, you know, my background, you know, I, I, I spent 20 years in the advertising and marketing world uh, before launching the brewery. So um, my background in beer goes back even further, 25-ish years ago, I guess, I started homebrewing. And, uh, 25-ish years ago you yeah, started homebrewing? That's, yeah, in the early I 90s. I think you win. I think you win. Yeah. I don't know. Not too many people have a longer uh, history the that have only, been on this podcast. The only older guy you've probably had on your con- on your podcast is Gary Gully. Oh, it's yeah. definitely Gary. But fuck that guy. Yeah, so guy. hate that guy. So he's terrible. Join the Adams of not as I am not as old as he but uh, I'm probably the second oldest guy in certainly in sort of the the cohort of craft breweries that have come up over the last three or four years. But um, most distinguished gentleman, I think is what you're getting (laughs) at. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, homebrewing for a long time. It's always been a passion, you know, of mine, or at least for for that number of years. So 25 years ago, what was your homebrew? What was was a homebrew day like for you? 
you know, when I first started, it was it was like a lot of a lot of folks. You know, it's the the uh, the extract kits, right? Uh, I'm from Minnesota, so went was I was at the University of Minnesota when I found out that this was even a, a possibility, right? To to make your own beer at home, and I was, you know, I may or may not have been drinking a lot of beer already wow. at that time. Uh, yeah, but shitty beer, obviously, you know. But I was, you know, was was trending towards, and even back then, like when you could get a good beer, it was probably like. Killian's Irish Red was like the good beer at the bar, right? Or Pete's Wicked Ale. Pete's <laughs> Wicked Ale, definitely, absolutely. Summit was, you know, um, St. Paul Brewer, you know, brewery. So that was something we could get our hands on. And they were around back then. There was also this other little brewery in St. Paul called James Page Brewing Company. Excuse me. And they, um, they bolted on to the brewery a little homebrew shop. And so, you know, somebody told me that they were making their own beer. And I'm like, and I was already into cooking. You know, at that point, I, I really enjoyed, you know, making good meals for friends and for family. That was, you know, goes even further back to like junior high school for me. And so when I when I found out you could make your own beer, you know, it seemed a lot like, you know, the process is a lot like cooking. And so well, let's give this a shot. And so, you know, uh, the first batch I ever made was an amber ale that was completely mediocre you know, but 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 passable, drinkable. Mediocre right? sounds pretty good. <laughs> You're talking about your yeah, first batch. First batch, you know, first, you know, extract batch. And nobody died, nobody got sick or anything after they drank it. And and quite the opposite. I got fantastic reactions from, you know, all my friends and family trying to like, you made this, man. Whoa. And and you know, I'm a whore for uh for attention, attention? like that. So what? so obviously I was gonna, you know, keep doing that. Um so yeah, I was kinda hooked from right there. That's so. phenomenal. Like, yeah. That's, yeah, that's so. Yeah. So like, but but now I picture now, right? I've never homebrewed a beer until like months ago, mm-hmm. and I think about the spoiled nature of the current homebrewer <laughs> to have oh, places like Brewworks, you know, and Northern, and Brewer, Northern Brewing, and yeah. going online and just going on the Williams catalog. There know. was no online, right? Then. Like, like, put it there. How that's the how long you, ago it was. How the hell did you get ingredients right. and stuff? Yeah, and James like, Page, right? Okay. He went and harvested his own grain. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he, he appears to be the that's type. Not true. It's got a very Puritan look about him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Green so, those hops. So, you know, fast forwarding to today in terms of the roles in the company, right? I know just enough about brewing to be really fucking dangerous in a production brewing setting. <laughs> and I knew that when I was, uh, you know, toying with this idea of doing this crazy thing and leaving a very comfortable position in corporate America in advertising and marketing and, and, and going out and becoming an entrepreneur. So the very first thing I did, even before I found, luckily found Lindsay, uh, the very first thing I did was um, to go find our head brewer, who's Joe Cuzo. And uh, Joe, Joe couldn't be with us here tonight, but Joe knows a shit ton more about brewing than I ever will. Joe's name lends itself to like, what's, like, what's his nickname? It's got to be cool, right? No, it's just Joe. It's just Joe. Joe. It's just Joe. Joe Cuso sounds like you could do so much more with it than that. I call him our bulldog sometimes. Joey (laughs) Cuz or something. I don't know. Joe, Joe, I don't think he'll mind me saying this, but Joe's a large man. Um, He's he's built like a bulldog. He's built like a brick shithouse. I thought that was Randy's job. What do you got? He really... (laughs) Randy's our bouncer on a day-to-day basis. When we need to bring in the heavy guns, we bring in Joe. Joe, Joe's a big dude. Uh, big bald dude who knows way more about brewing than I ever will. Like I said, he's he came up on the West Coast uh, as a San Diego guy originally. He's worked everywhere from Ale Smith to Pizza Port. Uh, was interim head brewer at Green Flash for a while. Was head brewer at Coronado. 
you know, almost 20 years worth of experience Big in the name. business. Just, yeah, he, he's the real deal. And uh, he's the reason why our beers are as good as they are. Man, I'm glad we're here entertaining Eric, though, because Eric would probably be super bored right now. You're welcome, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Joe, you know, kind of like spearheads then, you know, kind of we'll talk more about the, the, the actual production and how, how, how we've gone to market and how we, how we do that. And then Lindsay's, you know, spearheading sales and I help out a little bit here and there. But then other than that, I wear all the other hats, essentially, right? So all the, you know, the, the big lifts on marketing and, you know, finance and strategy and bookkeeping and just whatever else needs to get done, you know, falls to me because it's a very small <laughs> but mighty team. Yeah, describe <laughs> describe your operation, I guess. I mean, for those of you, that probably, most people have probably seen your cans places, you yeah. know, things like that. but. A lot of people, when they come to a place like this and they see the cans on the shelves and stuff, they assume like somewhere there's a tap room that accompanies this can like or something. So explain kind of what you're doing and how long you've been doing it. Yeah, sure. And, and there will be a tap room soon. So let's not bury the lead on that one. Ooh. Uh, we'll talk Ooh, more about that later. Juicy. Um, we can't like get Wayne's a ton of details. Under wraps. There is, there is a certain <laughs> amount of that going so on really with breaking it. news here. But we will be able to announce more details on that later. Randy, please but stop facing the cans. <laughs> Kidding. So, um, so you know, I guess I'll back up a little bit and, sure. and tell a longer story to answer the question. I prefer it. You know, which is kind of to say. <clears throat> wait, wait! Before you start yeah. this long story, can yeah. we can we pop one of your beers open? Let's do it. Let's yeah. try one. Which Let's one try do we want? It doesn't matter. Just just reach into your CD. The microphone. That's all right. He we'll busted that the out. microphone before yeah. I did. It's it's See? just a clamp. Yeah, go figure. See. Go figure. We thought for sure. Lindsay's going to filibuster while he fixes his microphone and, and cracks a beer open. <laughs> Lindsay, where'd you go today for sales? Oh, man. Where were you at? Where didn't I go? Where didn't you go? Um, I went to Embers. Embers at Lockport, right? In Lockport. Lockport. Thank you. Yeah. You're going to have to fill in the I don't know all of them, but I just happen to be. Yeah. Uh, we went to the Sovereign. Love Sovereign. Um, Tap House Did you have Brussels sprouts while you were there? You no, should. but we smelled them. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Really good. They smelled awesome. Yeah. Just try not to break your mic again, all right? <laughs> oh, I'll break it again two or three times. That's fine. Uh, yeah. The thankless job of a sales sales queen. Yeah. So when Dan presented the beer that's on the table next to me, for those of you who cannot see it, he presented it. Which in, is everybody because it's a fucking in, podcast. In an amazing version of a, I don't know, what would you call this? It's a Bev pad. It's like a beer tackle box. It's a Bev pad. It, it looks out. like it would carry a laptop, yes. except yeah. just a little thicker. Yes. Yeah, that's it. So yes. then it looks like it would carry guns. Yes. So right, it no, does you're absolutely like, right. Yeah, that's the only on jump earlier. between those is, <laughs> is gun either case. laptop or gun. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So what I just poured for you here is one of the the first beers we launched with, uh, which is Ghost of Electricity. It's our Kolsch style ale. Um, and I keep guess I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop and back up yet again. I'm just going to keep going backwards all That's night. That's fine. Uh, but we're going you know, for three hours here. We'll Tarantino this thing <laughs> three, all uh, the way through. Three, three hours Three hours story. Yeah, we're going to flash back. Couple we're going to flash forward. couple to three hours. Two, three. But just to talk a little bit about what we're trying to do, what we're aiming at, you know, it's kind of as a, as a, as a brewery and, and with our beers, we're trying to take, you know, classic styles and imbue them with an experimental edge. Do something that's a little bit different. Not just your same old everyday blah de blah pale ale or whatever. You had me right? an imbue. Imbue <laughs> is one of my favorite words. That and bifurcate. I really like that. I don't know what to that work, is. I'll have to I'd work like that it. into the conversation later. But with this one, what makes this beer, the, the, the ghost, um, a little bit different 
Um, I kind of find a lot of American style Kolsch's finished just a little sweet on the palate. And so what we've done with this one is we use a, almost exclusively a first wort hop process, which for the layman means... Yeah, break that down a little bit. Yeah, normally when you brew a beer, you, you, you mash in, right, which means you make your wort with, uh, you know, with uh, all the grains, and then you transfer that to the kettle, and once it's boiling, you start adding hops. And the earlier you add hops, the more bitter, the later, the more aroma and flavor you're extracting. So with this, what we do is we just dump all the hops into the dry kettle before we even start loudering out of the mash tun. So the hops are in contact with the wort for a much longer period of time. And for a long time, I was telling everyone, you know, what the effect that has is, is that it amps up hop character without being overly bitter. And people would look at me like, you're fucking crazy. Why, why would that happen? That doesn't make any sense. I just read a paper, a very technical paper, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, where they actually explain, they've done a whole new series of research on this and explain the isomerization rates and what happens over time. And it actually starts to degrade in terms of a bell curve almost, right? So you're going up and up and up over time, and then you get to a certain amount of time, and it actually starts to get less bitter, which is weird. It's like magic. So where so did this you whole find thing this is like paper? Like, can we can we direct uh, people to this? Know. You don't. Know. Oh, I'd have to look <laughs> it up. I, I, I have, take time to worry about that. <laughs> I, I have the I worst the memory in the history of the planet. So like, I remember the weirdest shit. Like, I'm great at Trivial Pursuit. I can kick the shit out of that game. Just crushing it. But like, ask me like what I did yesterday. Forget it. Can't, or buyers' it. names. Forget oh that. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I feel, like I feel like there's something there. I don't know. I should like we, there's, there's should we dive in? There's some animosity. Uh, let's just dive in there, Lindsay. Okay. Every day therapy? I get a text. Um, who's the buyer again? Uh, blah blah blah. I'm like, you were just there times. last week. What do you mean? I can't. Okay. I, can't I can't be. They're gonna have to take away that. that. They're gonna have to take away that hat. That hat's no longer gonna be yours. I can't <laughs> be held responsible for that <laughs> trivia. Trivial. Anyway. So Whoever that buyer was, was he honestly loves you. And they, <laughs> they all love really Lindsay. They hate, they hate they. my guts. <laughs> obviously, when she walks in, they're like, yay, see you. And yeah. <laughs> here comes this guy. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so let's go, let's go on about this. So, so the coal, she read this paper. And yeah. That's, and then you applied that, literally. I did, yeah. And so what it does in practice, right, that's the, all the technical bullshit about it. But what it, what it really means for the beer drinker is you get a beer that, um, has a little bit of an amped up hop character for a Kolsch, right? It doesn't finish quite as sweet. It's just the balance is a little bit more there for my palate anyway. And, and, and you know, it's one of our, our better selling beers, so I guess other people must agree. Well, I mean, especially once that, that weather starts to turn, this is, you're yeah. going to be crushing this all summer and spring. So, so for the layman here, like what, what kind of hops are, are, are more of a Kolsch hop? Well, normally you would use, you know, uh, German hops, and, and we do, in fact, use, um, we use crystal as our, our, which is not a German Solid. hop, but we use a crystal as our, uh, the first word hop, which is about 90% of the hops we use in that. We do come in and do a little late addition right near the end of the boil, German tetaning, just to get that noble character. Um, we don't want a ton of hop, you know, uh, aroma coming out, but just a, a little, a little tinge of that. So that's what we do on that one. It's beautifully done. Thank you. Yeah, see, people seem to like it. And you, you mentioned summer, and it's true. You know, we're coming up on a season where crushing, you know, it's 4.9%. Yeah, you right? can't drink so, beer anymore. You have to crush that. Yeah, you can. Exactly. You, know you can't that. drink. Right. I don't know if you well, know Well, if it's under five, you can't. You, you have got, to crush. They have yeah. to be crushable. If it's yeah. not crushable, it's not worth it. That's not true. We're going to get <laughs> some others later, which will disprove that theory, Good. my friend. That's what I'm hoping. 
but um, out of the CD yeah, gun it, it, case. It, it is great in the in the warmer weather in the summertime, but. It's also just as good. You know, I like to tell people this beer is just as good watching the Cubs win in the summer as it is watching the Bears lose mm. in the winter. I like it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I converted Strange all my okay sports allegiances when I moved from Minnesota, yeah. except for the NFL. Oh, so you're still a Viking guy? Fuck yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with totally that. I only went on the Super Bowl this year. I shouldn't say that as a Bears fan. I should be upset yeah. with you, but no, I honestly Let don't the mind bear, the Vikings. I don't mind the Vikings at all. It's so good, yeah. I think it's, I have a small connection. A girl I went to high school with is married to Chad Greenway. So I was no way. Chad. Really, I always love Chad. Oh. He's been I've heard he's a nice guy. Yeah, I've oh. heard great things. Who knows? <laughs> so, anyways, so how does that tie into like kind of the philosophy? Like, you, I feel like that is that part of a kind of an identity of what you're doing. Yeah, right. Or? So, so that's a process thing, right? We we took we took a you know a classic style Kolsch, which is for people who don't know, Kolsch is a a German ale. That's finished like a lager, right? It's an ale because it uses a top fermenting ale yeast, but then they cold condition it, right, to make it, you know, clean and clear and crisp. Um, but then we add this first wort hopping thing, which is unusual for that style of beer, right? So we're always trying to take an angle on a beer, whether it's a process thing like in Ghost or an adjunct that we put into the beer, a, a unique ingredient that you might not think that style, like we'll get into with some of our other beers. Whatever it is, something that gives a unique perspective, on marrying tradition with experimentation. See, she says it different than I do, and that, it sounds see, just she's as She's also the wordsmith of the group, I can see. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. That, that, that's that guy. <laughs> I don't know. I, like I told you before He's, we started, I read a little bit of that, that blog that you have on your page. I, I, was really, I really liked the way you did it. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was enjoyable to read. So if anybody has that. time to go to the Around the Bend website, you should read it. You can just actually, we should do a books on tape version of it, and you can just read through <laughs> it. I can record it. Yeah, just pull it up. Let's we go. Put, we can get it, we'll start right now. Screw this podcast. Let's yeah. just go books on tape yeah. here. No. So, what's uh, what's uh, the kind of the the spark here? What, what what happened? What happened where you were like, dude, I'm just like gonna brew beer, or like whatever. Right. Yeah. It's whatever. So so. You know, there was the the brewing in the college days, and that kind of kept up as I started my career in advertising. And and that's a you know, advertising is a blast when you're when you're a young kid. What in the kind business. of stuff are you advertising for? So I <clears throat> I started my career at the um, the biggest agency in Minneapolis it was called Campbell Methune SD at the time. I think they went just to Campbell Methune after a while. But my first account, and I was on the account side, right? So I wasn't a creative. I wasn't writing the ads or anything. Like You're that. no was, Don Draper. I, I was. Say. I was an account nerd. <laughs> yeah, I was the guy carrying the bags in the room for those cool guys, um, doing a lot of strategy work and 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 client management. Really, is what it, what it is. But um, my first account was Kmart. Back in the days when uh, you're Rosie responsible o- for the blue light special. Well, no, that was that predated <laughs> Camel Methune having the account, but. Um, this was back in the era when uh, Penny Marshall and Rosie O'Donnell were the spokes duo. Oh, wow. If anyone wow. out there in listening land is that old. Did you actually get that. to meet them? I did. And you know what? What? Yeah, we, we shot a couple spots. I mean, we shot many spots of them. I got to do a couple spots of them in New York. We shot at uh, Silver Cup Studios, which is right on the, on the river there by the, I don't know, was it the George Washington Bridge or one of those? But um, I got, I'm going to just talk out of school. I don't give a shit. So... Please. Rosie O'Donnell please. was one of the worst people I've ever met yeah. in my life. Yeah. She hear about just it. wanted to sit over in the corner with her people, you know, her management and blah, 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 and be all special and be treated and pampered. 
and Penny Marshall could not have been more different. Yeah. She was the coolest lady. She would sit in the director's chairs with us during break and just she would chain smoke Marlboro Reds like they were going out of style. And just, oh, yeah, you know, he's a good guy. Yeah, I know these people here in New York and blah, blah, blah. She's just hilarious. Like, she can't understand a word she's saying, right? You know, unless she's on script. <laughs> but she was really cool lady. She hooked us up with a reservation at Nobu one night. It's awesome. Just, just that's that's a great. Not a lot of people have that story. You yeah, know? you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I know obviously it's obvious people don't have that story, but that's yeah, that's pretty interesting. Did she? Yeah, so did I Rosie hate Donald Trump at that time as well? Or who knows? <laughs> Probably. I mean, that still that's happening? a pretty serious feud, oh, from what Jesus. I understand. But this was in the this would have been the mid '90s, right? So like '96, '97, somewhere in that range. So, uh-huh. so I moved to Chicago in '98. Uh, I got re- recruited to. Yeah. Hi guys. <laughs> Enjoy your shopping experience. Um, Everything's buy one, yeah. don't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I got recruited by Leo Burnett, another big agency here in Chicago, to come. I moved here in 98. No one's ever heard of them. No one's ever, ever. heard of them, no. <laughs> um, I did a lot of fun stuff, though, in, in advertising. I spent a lot of time in, in new business just pitching and winning new accounts. I worked on the United States Army account for a while. We were the agency of record doing all the recruiting for the Army. That was I, mean, I met some of the most impressive amazing people you know the green suitors as we called them the folks who are actually you know in the army versus the civilians running the show over there just amazing amazing people but you know all that fun stuff that i got to do you know going on shoots and traveling a lot and um you know uh moving around from place to place it 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 changes as you progress in your career right in advertising and the further up the chain you get, the less and less of that fun stuff you get to do. And the more, you know, boring drudgery and holding hands of pissy clients who, you know, just need to have their way all the time and shit like that. I did go client side for a while. And so I was a pissy client myself. Oh, really? You know, and I did that for a while over at US Cellular, which was the sixth largest wireless provider, I guess, at the time. So that was fun. But... As I went, you know, and I went back agency side, and as I kept progressing through the whole thing, I just, a growing realization came over me that this isn't for me. You know, this whole corporate life. What's that time span? What point, how deep are you in right now? (laughs) So, like I said, it was about 20 years total I spent coming to this very slow realization right because it but it but it changed you know it was a blast at first like a little chunk of your life every couple of months yeah yeah but as as you go through yeah who knows i'm so nonchalant about it well i'm repressing a lot right now so you know (laughs) trying not to go too deep and cry rosy But no, I came to the realization. Joe, stop digging. <laughs> stop digging now. No, no. That's why we're here. It's like 2020. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Barbara Walters you out right now. Oh, Let's man. <laughs> Let's see some tears. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you're, you're deep. Your ball's deep now here. Yeah. And, and, and now you're finally making this realization. So what, what, what's the Well, the final? tipping, I mean, it wasn't the act. I mean, it was close to the tipping point, I guess, would be I went and I had lunch with a mentor of mine, a guy who went on to become an investor in the brewery, um, and he had hired me. Uh, to go run the advertising department at Discover Card, uh, my first job, not in the agency world, but client side, um, which I did for a couple of years, and we stayed in touch and become good personal friends, and like I say, a mentor relationship, and 
I was at another job, you know, after that, a few years past that, and uh, we went and had lunch, and I was just kind of bitching about, you know, this agency I was working for now again, and not liking it, and all this and that, and I don't even remember why, I, I, but I, I started telling him a story about, you know, I had always thought, you know, all the way kind of through this advertising career that, you know, maybe it would be possible to, like, get an early retirement and go start a little brew pub someday, and that would be like a, a second gig, a second career, you know? Like, get out of the advertising thing and, and start doing that. Build up a little money. Build up a little cash, you know, go off and do that and just, you know, kind of ride off into the sunset and have a, have a great life doing that. And, so you're still um, brewing at home all the time? Yeah. Like how are you finding time when snapping necks and cashing checks in the corporate here, world? Here, here, <laughs> and the, here and there, you know, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't super consistent. And then I would just go in spurts and just be like, you know, three batches back to back. And then I wouldn't brew for, you know, nine, ten months or something like that. But we were at the, I was at this lunch with, uh, with Phil, and I was telling him this story about, you know, the, you know, the, the notion of, you know, maybe someday doing this little brew pub thing. And he just leans in over the table and he looks at me and he, in his sort of inimitable way. He says to me, what the fuck are you waiting for? You know, he had this way about him, right? And, uh, and it wasn't that I decided right there and then to start a brewery, but it did give me that kick in the ass to go, like, hmm. huh, what am I waiting for? You know? And so... Like reassess, like, wait a minute, yeah. what, what is it that's holding me back here? Well, yeah. And so I, I kind of like stuck my head up at that point and started looking around at what was going on in the industry. And so we launched in um, spring of 2015. So we're coming up on our three year anniversary. When and you this say was launched, what is launched? Sold then? our first what, keg. Right? Sold our first sold keg. Sold your first keg. Yeah. Yeah. May 14th. Oh, jeez, she's so good. See, the memory. May 14th. Yeah. It's also memory. my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. Dang, that's cool. <laughs> it's when we too. got our distribution. It was May 14th. May 14th. So what are, you, what are you doing leading up to that, to, to uh, you know, getting all that stuff settled? Like, wh- you got a couple recipes that you're brewing. I mean, what? do you remember what the first keg was? What was the first, first keg? First keg sold was Ghost. Ghost. The one we just had, the The Kolsch. one that you just had. Remember where you sold it? Rabbits. Is that place still in business? Yes, or did it you guys is. Sink it? No. <laughs> Wait, I thought it was Brass Tap. Oh, oh, is that Tinley or Rabbits? Or Brass Tap. Rabbits was the first one in the city. Brass oh, okay. Tap was the first one in oh, the. Burbs. The Barrel was the first one in the city. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was Rabbits? Okay. It was Rabbits. Okay. Right on. I know they're very similar. We have Just some dissension. I would trust. I would no. I would absolutely trust her more than you. <laughs> she had the date. Like I said, I don't fucking on know. a holster. So. No, I'm just I proud I was right about the breast tap. Nice. I remember when we got into the well, barrel. I, mean, I, f- I figure, I figure the city's the city's got to be kind of a milestone piece, right? Like uh, you know, breast tap, awesome, great place, great. No, beer, oh, it happened, bang bang. It was like all yeah, the same time. All the yeah. same time. Yeah, exactly. But it's got to feel good to be like, all right, we're in the city of Chicago right now. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's quite a market. But from that point at which I had that lunch and I got that kick in the ass, you know, and I started looking around at what was going on in craft beer, and I was like, holy shit, maybe. Maybe, maybe I need to do that. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't wait, you know, another 10, 15 years to like quasi retire and do something. And so I took, you know, those skill sets that I developed, you know, over the course of that, what it would have been at that point in time, 16, 17 years, I took all those skill sets and I applied them and I did a market analysis and I really dug in and I, I asked myself the question, you know, very honestly, is this possible? I bought your IPA, by the way. Did you? Re- yeah. I, I Thank can, you. I see there's a four-pack of it. Bite Bite from, from Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's awesome. You sure did. As you it's poured it, one. he bought it. 
That's right. And that's what we're drinking right now is Villainous, which Jeez. is our best seller at, at, at present. An IPA, go figure. Um, what, people are into IPAs? <laughs> I heard Shocking. something about that. People dig those? This one's clear, though, yeah. just so you Help know. Yourself. Let's get Eric one of these. Eric's got to kill time here. He's got nothing to do. He does. <laughs> so in Except for John. John, make sure John's served. Make sure John's got what he needs. Shout out to John. Hey, John, would you like a sample of Villainous? Yeah. We've got a microphone here if you want to get on here. <laughs> I got a, a fourth. You got an extra? I got a fourth, man. So what makes this beer an Around the Bend beer is that we do this crazy thing, and we actually ferment this with four different yeast strains which is a really unusual thing to do. And what we have found is by doing that, um, it provides a really unique character to the beer. It starts out nice and juicy on the palate, but then it still finishes I off dry. It. I buy it. I tasted it. Yeah. I, I get that. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds with a New England IPA and a West Coast IPA coming together and having a baby or something like that. That's what I like. Yeah. I like uh, crossbreeds. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody so, come together. Where was I in that other longer arc story? Oh, oh yeah. You're, yeah, you're still Do, like doing popping the, your head uh, up. Doing your head the analysis. Up. And so I came out the back end of that looking at, at the market and going, you know what? There's something really going on here in craft. And again, this is probably circa 2011, 2012, right? There's something really starting to happen here. And if I don't, you know, the, if I don't do this now, if I wait you know, and for this second retirement bullshit dream, is the the window's going to be closed. You know, so we got to go. And uh, from there, it was just a matter of you know to answer your question, what do we do between you know that point and when we actually launched? It was actually writing a full on business plan, which stretched to over 150 pages, I think, and you know going and finding investors and and just getting the whole you know thing set up. So that, that took a lot of work and a lot of time. So while you're while you're doing the analysis and you're looking at the market in 2010 2011 like what are you seeing that's making you go this is this is the right time like just what are the, the signs the overall explosion of the number of breweries and i mean back then it's nothing compared we're at six thousand right. well now, think about the jump you know? from 2010 2011 to 2014 to 20 like right. 18 right now like so you saw it start heavy you almost missed the boat no <laughs> like, shit right yeah yeah absolutely well, when, I wanted to go right then, 2012. I'm like, if we would have started When we launched, years I earlier, was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was trying. No, it takes no, no, time. Absolutely. No. For She's sure. just here to yeah, criticize yeah. you right now. I am. She does best. That's, that's what I'm here for. That's what he hired me for. Voice of reason. Yeah. I need somebody to rein me in every once in a, a while. A memory and a voice of reason. Between me and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep it under control. Yeah, shout out to my wife Brooke. She she definitely. Uh, How did you up. convince Brooke? That's, that's I, always that's one of I'm my a favorite smooth stories. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's right? really kind you of what are. it comes down to. All right, I've I'm, seen him in sales. I can't meetings. tell if he's being sarcastic if he literally is a smooth motherfucker. When no, when we when he was shopping around for distributors, welcome, I was welcome. like, damn, this guy really knows what he's talking Just about. Just schmoozing if he can remember their names. It's right. not even schmoozing though. It's like. I got this, I got this, I got this. I was like, So, like, no marketing, way. marketing came out. Like, you black out, and then you just go into marketing guy. Like, like boom. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. little just, like, muscle, muscle memory. It's muscle just memory. Starts, you, like, you spend enough time in corporate boardrooms trying to sell people on shit. You know, it just it translates. Yeah, like, this is like easy. I can, I, I can spin this. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, I guess. I don't know. So, what do you think of the villainous? Uh, 
it's it's what you said. Like you did a good job of describing like yeah. what I, what I was going to get off. It's it's like what now I'm referring to with the current uh, state of IPAs is kind of calling it like old school IPA. Like it's mm. it's, oh, it's yeah. an IPA. Like yeah, it tastes like an IPA. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't. It's not uh, full of cloud and thick mouth like that but kind it of still thing. has that it's nice, nice like and dry juice. juicy yeah. it's a little tropical got on that the tropical front, fruit like, yeah mm-hmm. the grapefruity kind of passion fruity overtones to it that's what i remember when i started drinking ipa so i was like oh yeah that's what that's what yeah. it tastes so we'll like. probably go out of business because we're just selling those yeah what the, the hell yeah you need to put eight <laughs> pounds per barrel hazy hops all day yeah no, that's, that's the why rule don't we now. just sell packets of hops that the Bars just sprinkle on the beer. Actually, there's a packaging opportunity there. We'll be like those, you know, yogurt cups with the little, (laughs) you know, the crunchy on the side. You add yourself. Fold it over the uh, faye. Faye, I believe it's called faye. Packaging innovation manager. Um, That's your new title, Lindsay. Yeah. Or you go the other way. You you get the Olive Garden cheese grater thing. (laughs) Yeah. Say when. It's only good for say when. It's only good for on premise. It's only good for on premise. You're right. Good call. But I like that. You can have the uh, at home kit too. You like (laughs) the papa? Yeah, we can sell the tool. A whole new revenue stream. Yeah. See. Fuck. That's what we're doing here. Marketing. We're marketing right now. Yeah, I like it. So taking notes. I'm taking notes. So for the audience, there are no notes being taken. There was no real description of how the wife was convinced. It was just like, you're smooth. Like, was that it for real? Or was it, it was, like, a, it was a lot of conversation. It was a lot of, you know, showing her numbers, which ended moves. up not <laughs> coming to fruition. <laughs> um, but, so you know, laying plan, out a logic case as best I could. Didn't just come to fruition. Right? <sighs> Shockingly. No, no. So rarely does. I mean, we're, we're, the plan is working. Here's how I would put it to you. The plan is working. But more slowly than I had, uh, well, perhaps you know, in my wildest dreams. Once imagine. you get the podcast bump, I mean, it's uh, it's all you're shooting it's, from the start. This is gonna do here. it. This is gonna do it, right? <laughs> As so. you can see by the massive amount of people that have come. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like the the, the interaction with people at festivals and tastings has completely changed over the last even the last six months. Yeah, describe that. Describe describe a festival day for somebody who maybe may has never spent time at. Oh, can I can I take please? This? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get in there. Get in there. Get on that mic and go for it. What's your highest ABV? <laughs> Does that happen a lot for real? Can I have something that's light? Do you have anything that's light? I really need something that's light. I hate beer. <laughs> Do you have cider? I'm allergic to gluten. Nope, but there's cider down there. Perfect. Oh. <laughs> this I feel like there's no positivity from that at all. And then you get people who uh, have... Uh, we're turning it around now? Then you have people who are like, oh, my God, I've heard about you. I've been wanting to try your stuff, which is the best feeling in the world. Because when we first started, it was like, I've never heard of you. Six months in, I've never heard of you. A year in, I've never heard of you. A year and a half, I've never heard of you. (laughs) Whoa. And then two years. Yes. People have started to hear about us. Hey, I, feel, I, I feel went and got a burrito the other day, or I got a, I got a quesadilla at Standard Taco in Westmont, and I'm sitting there waiting in line, and your beers are in the cooler next to me, like well, single yeah. beers at Standard Taco in freaking Westmont. Like, no, but that was the Standard point that I was going to get to. Is like, I feel like that story is completely you know, changing for us it's now. It's totally right? changing, yeah. but the can I have your highest ABV is... That's festival guys, world. That's, I gotta festival. Tell you, that's my that's my buddy at work. He, yeah. he comes with me to all these places, but he does not give a shit about these places. He yeah. just goes, "Is there anything with ten? Is there a ten up there?" Like, 
Is there yeah. a ten? Is there a ten percent stout somewhere? That's and then you get the pretzel about. necklaces that just get ridiculous. I don't know what that is. What pretzel necklaces? Go. At beer fests. Yeah, I don't and know. And then you have them um, where they put cheese sticks on them. That's and then amazing. you get them where they put so they dinner too. rolls on them. It's like same gyms, sanitation issues as a candy gyms. necklace. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. Just it's dip absurd. it. Just go ahead and dip. Yeah, it's fine. It's but no, but, but now, you know, tasting, you know, festivals and I would say like tastings where we do yeah. at, at retailers like here at Iron and Glass or at a Binnie's or at a Jewel or wherever we're at. You know, now it's instead of the who who are you never heard of you. It's more often than not, it's like oh yeah, Ghost is one of my favorites, or I've got Villainous in my fridge right now. You know, what else do you have that I can try in your Solid lineup? Solid IPA, bro. A, got it, anything in a hazy? Exactly. Yeah. No, fuck off. <laughs> no, um, absolutely not. <laughs> but I'd be so angry. Sorry. But that's a great feeling, right? Is like the it's ball is starting to roll downhill for us now. And so uh, let's take a yeah, moment, moment of silence. John is leaving. John, John, you'll be in our hearts forever. All right. Cheers. You, you made the wrong choice <laughs> on, on that beer there. It's, a, it's all right, but buddy. It is a good beer, though. Next time. Yep. Thanks for hanging out, John. Yeah. So so now now the festival world is kind of like so. So like what? Honestly, like I know you, you said that, but but it's like that that moment where they're kind of. Oh, yeah, we meet tons of really good people at festivals. We get tons of you know. It, it's not what festival organizers you know pitch you on like oh it's great exposure for your brand. Maybe the first hour, people who are paying attention, you have a chance to connect with people. But then what Lindsay's talking about is the the second hour or the third hour, depending on how it goes. That's more what it devolves into. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've become a little bit more picky devolve. about the for yeah. all, devolve. For all the I did, yes. Make sure everybody heard Devolving. For all the festival promoters out there who are listening, please do not tell me it gives us more brand exposure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are. N- Find a new way to sell your wares. Exposing your brand. <laughs> I, I get okay. that. Got I hear it. what you're saying, but my time is money, yeah. and we need to sell the kegs. We're not donating them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's over. But it's more exposure mm-hmm. for your beer. Fuck mm-hmm. off. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you some exposure. Hey. Easy. Easy. We don't need that. I'm not afraid <laughs> to go back to jail. What's up, Eric? Do you want to drown? down a little bit? Yeah, that's fine. Keep talking. Let's crack another Keep beer. Talking. I think it's because I dropped the F-bomb. That's why he wants to turn it down a bit. Sorry, buddy. Doesn't have time for your dirty mouth. All right. So, Joe, have you ever had a pistachio cream ale? I can't say that I have. Get ready, dude. Do you have a way to procure one for me? Oh, look at that. Yeah. It's right here in my hand. So, After this you is. You brought me a pistachio pizza. Yeah, we did have some now. of that earlier. We should Ooh. have this together. That would yeah. be good. We could have really uh, paired that up. This is called Vera. And it, as I said just uh, three seconds ago, it is a pistachio cream ale. And I, I believe it's the only pistachio cream ale being made in, in, in the world. I think worldwide. In entirety. I think ever. worldwide. This right? is it. How do you go about researching that? <laughs> this is a good one. So when Joe and I were down in Breeze, Illinois, a couple years ago, uh, about to meet with one of our manufacturing partners down there, um, I knew we were going to be there the night before. And so I'm like, bring some ideas. We're going to have a brainstorm session, right? So he brings his notebook and I bring mine and we go to the world of beer across from the, you know, Hilton Garden Inn or wherever the fuck we're staying at. And we proceed to start drinking, you know, rye on rise like they're going out of style and, you know, bandying ideas back and forth. And I get to one point in my notebook and I look and it says, uh, do something with pistachios. 
And Joe looks at me and he goes, how about a cream ale? And I'm like, okay, write that down. And that was it. That was the whole conversation. So why did why in your brain did that say, that sounded like a good idea? It's pistachio it cream just, ale. Are you not listening sense? to what I'm saying? It so just made sense. Then he came back to me with this entire yes. list. Tw- <laughs> wait. 24 beers, I think, and he's no, like, "No, well, we had a lot of different. Ideas, and we 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 narrowed it down, narrowed to, it down 12. to 12. And we I were going to do 12 specialty beers so, in one year. And this is this is why he hired me. <laughs> Lindsay looks at us like we have six. I pounds. go, 12 beers in 12 months. Nope, absolutely <laughs> not. Not going to happen. Cut it down to four, but the pistachio has to stay. That's okay. the one that I want. Yep. So she pointed right on that list, and like that's the How first one. How about that? That's the How first about one. That? And she it's was not, right. It's not the one you're usually picking out of a lineup. The pistachio. Pistachio caramel just sounds like awesomeness. I but mean, I, who doesn't like pistachio gelato? Except for I people who are allergic to pistachios. <laughs> or any number of tree nuts. Yeah, or don't, nuts don't. No, no, no. In general. It's a droop. Not There's a nut. Right. It, it, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> there are certain people that are only allergic to pistachios. I feel I've bad for those people. Five of them. <laughs> Really? Yep. Why have you met so many of them? Because I sample this beer Club? out and they go, I can't. I'll die. That's yeah, just their polite way of being like, do you have a cider? <laughs> I, yeah, right. That's their version of I'm like, of, yes, do I do, cider? but it's not for you. I'm drinking it <laughs> while at this beer So here's beer our, fest. our legal disclaimer. If you are allergic to pistachios, please do not ingest beer. Do not consume this. Is your microphone about to fall off the table again? No. No, you're good. Okay, good. Just um, doing the... Okay, here's one thing I've noticed about this pistachio cream ale. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I get a cream ale, and if somebody hands me a cream ale or is pitching a cream ale, I don't, it doesn't taste like cream at all. And this has a nice like little creamy factor yeah. to it. It's kind of nice. Yeah. So How what we did happen? what we did is we 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 built a fairly traditional cream ale recipe. There's some corn in there, which is traditional for that style, even though it's an adjunct. Um, but we also added a little caravienne malt, which adds a little more body and darkens that color just slightly. Um, and I think that is also what's lending, that and the corn interacting you know, together, I think that's what's lending that, that creaminess, the body that you're getting. And then the pistachio you know, that comes over the top just makes it a whole other thing. So, Like the, the most prominent cream ale in the area is probably what, Spotted Cow? Like, like yeah. I don't taste a lot of cream when I, you know. I, it's what about like nice Genesee? Genesee, old, old man, <laughs> old man beer, yeah. Well, I think you guys the, did a hell of a job with this one. Thank you, appreciate it. I think the whole style just got disrespected for a long time. You know, it just became one of those, you know, like adjunct ales that nobody cared about, and how can we make this cheaper? And you know, not how can we make it better, right? And so yeah. let's let's take something like that. This is really kind of the epitome of what we do. How do we take a style, make it better, right? Not only the addition of that that adjunct, the 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 pistachio, you know, a different kind of flavoring. But right. how do you make the base beer really better too? So, so where do the pistachios come in? This is the number one thing I get from people that yeah. aren't home brewers or like you know that are just kind of starting to dabble into the craft beer is like how how do you incorporate things like coffee beans and and, and this obviously pistachio nuts mm-hmm. like peanut butter like I've heard a story like you know and just use peanut butter the oils don't work well with you know mm-hmm. as an adjunct so like how does that happen what what part of the process are you so with this, we have Lindsay just walk on the nuts for hours Perfect. and hours yeah. just Perfect. to grind them Literally into a paste. figuratively. Yeah. Just <laughs> it's like winemaking kind of in that sense. Yeah. No, we, uh, we have uh, sourced a really high-quality um, extract 
that's actually used in a lot of baked goods uh, for this. So um, it, it comes, you know, in liquid form, and, and so it's, it's fairly easy to work with, but it's a really high-quality product that, that lends just this great, you know, fresh flavor to it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So. so where are you guys brewing? Where's Joko and, and the rest of the crew brewing these at right now? Yeah, so that's a good question. So I'm going to play that same card again and step back a little bit um, and, and to say, you know, I, I didn't have – you know, a million or $2 million burning a hole in my pocket when I, you know, had, had that lunch and, and, and decided to, you know, take a step out and, and try to start a brewery. So what we did, you know, the, the strategic business decision I made was to start the company by um, contract brewing, right? So for those who aren't familiar with that term, I think a lot of people who yeah, are listening heard, to your I've, podcast are probably familiar with it. I've heard multiple, you know, uh, when I talked to St. Aaron, they, you know, they, uh, Brian kind of explained like, well, contract brewing technically is not, you know, what, what people, I guess, identify it as of today, you know, whereas, yeah. whereas like you're paying somebody to brew out of their space or something, whereas it used to be you had a recipe, you came up with it, and then you pay somebody to brew it. Yeah, would be like an honest representation so of that there's term. Like a lot of, there's a lot of different flavors of how that works, right? You know, and so I would say, especially you know when we when we started, you know, I I, I thought we were going to be contract brewing, but we ended up doing a lot more, and and gladly so, we ended up doing a lot more of the brewing ourselves than than we anticipated. So we when we first started brewing, we were working over at uh, Ale Syndicate. Um, which is, is no long, that company, that, that brewery is no longer with us. Rest um, in peace. Yeah, RIP. Um, let's pour a little beer out for them on the floor here. Yeah, no. Eric <laughs> will get very upset. He does not want beer get poured the garbage on the floor. Can. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when we were there, it was, it was me and Joe, you know, stirring the mash and, you know, doing everything, um, getting it all kegged up and, and, and bottled. So even though, well, you know, it was... It was uh, it was it was more like um, an alternating proprietorship at that point in time, uh, which really allowed us to hone in on you know the first few recipes and really tweak it and get it to where we wanted to be. I mean, I spent three years prior to launching the brewery, you know, brewing nothing but three recipes in my backyard: Ghost being one of them, Puffing Billy being another. We could drink that later. And then another third beer, which we're not making right now anymore, called Silk Road. But I need made nothing but those three beers for three years straight, which to a home brewer is kind of anathema, right? You know, at home brewing, you like, what can I do next? I'm going to do a stout, and then I'm going to do an ESB, and now I'm going to do a, a Belgian triple. And, and I just honed in and focused. You're refining. Wanted to really get, yeah, refining, refining, refining. And then by the time Joe came on, I was able to give him, you know, batches of those beers, and he was able to taste through them and look at the recipes and go, okay, let's change this, let's change that, let's change the other. You know, and, and just he's a he's a wizard in that way, and so we really got him to where we want him to be, you know, pre-launch, and then even though then scaling them up to that you know production size, just going to be things you're going to want to tweak and change and whatnot. Um, but then after you know, Ale Syndicate unfortunately you know ended up going out of business, we had to pivot really quickly. We were already doing a lot of our volume in another place down in Breeze, Illinois, called Excel Brewing, um, on a straight contract. But even there, you know. We would go down there anytime they were going to make a new beer for the first time. And Joe and I were there, and we were on site, you know, with the brewers, showing them how we wanted things done, brewing with them, right? Okay. So 
even though, you know, contract brewing got kind of a dirty connotation to it. It became kind of a dirty word, I think, in the brewing industry because a lot of money guys were coming in and not having the care and the passion for the beer and just saying, let me hop into a hot category and here you go go make me something. Capitalism. You know? Well, yeah. That. Right. Yeah, exactly. At finest. I, yeah. And for us, it, was, it wasn't it was that. It was, we cared about the beer. We, we you know, blood, sweat, and tears into these recipes and we really care about the quality of our beers. But, you know, we just lacked the capital to go and, you know, build that facility, you know, from day one. And so it seemed like a good strategic decision to be able to, you know, get the brand up and running and start to get people to, you know, know who we were. So long story short, you know, currently uh, we're working with uh, Burnt City. Um, and they've got a production facility down in the Pullman neighborhood on the, the far south side of town. Um, and so that's where we've been making our beers since uh, about this time last year, I guess. So where is that at on the south side? Is so Pullman used to Pullman? Yeah, the so there's an old Jay's potato chip factory on like 99th and Cottage. Okay. It's in there. I think, Randy, I think you told me about that. That was like yeah. a Jay's potato chips facility. It's yeah. interesting. Smell, still smell the chips over there or what? <laughs> no, no. But that's what also facilitated the move from bottles into cans. So we made that switch, you know, early 2017 when we started brewing over there. And it was something I had always wanted to do. You know, we've got plans in the books to build our own facility, you know, someday as well. And it's always been, you know, we wanted to go to cans. Yeah, top secret. So this just... Share. <laughs> we'll talk more about that in a minute. Just remind me later. Um, but that allowed us to, to make the move from bottles drinks. to cans. Yeah. Which, yeah there Keep you go. losing, right. buddy. Exactly. So... Your, uh, what kind of what kind of uh, space is Burnt City working with them? Like, so do they allot you certain days, or is it certain amount of fermenter space? Is it certain? Really, so we bought our own fermenters when we were over at Ale Syndicate, and so we just moved those over, and so we've got those dropped in. Um, so you got a little real estate within their facility. Yep, but they had you know big ninety barrel fermenters. We had forties because we were working off a twenty big. barrel brew house, you know, at the other spot. So. What it allowed was actually it was good for both of us, right? They were able to do now. Now we can each decide if we want to do a single turn on the 30 barrel brew house into our smaller fermenters or we can do a double turn into the 90 or a triple turn into those 90s so we can do 30 60 or 90 barrel batches and you can go out all draft we can you know can a portion of that you know what what have you so it's really a lot of flexibility for both breweries now so why why cans why i I, cans are a superior packaging technology full stop why 12 ounce four pack cans just six packs most of them are six six packs most of them are sixers yeah, those are just turned sideways. Um, That's the problem. The Mr. Marmalade used to the market and the Black now. Forest The market now packs. is four. Four everything. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, so you stay got, tuned on that, Most of yours are too. six. Okay. Yeah, most of ours are six packs right now. So is it Burton City's canning line? Or it is, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, it is. Okay. So how does that work? Do you just... Is that part of the contract brewing itself? I mean, is that yeah, absolutely, like that? absolutely, and you know, it's just it's it's just a dance. Uh, it's a puzzle, you know, putting together the brew schedule. I work very closely, you know, with those guys to be like, okay, here's what we want, here's what we need to do, and here's what they're doing. We also have the ability to be able to, you know, share yeast that way, right? So we can, you know, keep turning and repitching from you know one batch to another, which helps save cost. So it's just fitting all that those puzzle pieces together and making sure the schedule is working. You know, neatly, but neither one of us is making so much beer right now that, you know, we have to add a second shift to brewers or, you know, we're running into problems with tank space. So. For now. But yeah, now. that that hopefully will change very soon. So I feel like we've taken Lindsay off the hook for a while and let her just relax. <laughs> so where'd you come from, Lindsay? Why, why are you doing oh, this? Oh, man. We should, oh. No, he's Does taking Dan, a break. Oh, he's he's got taking a, a break. Yeah. But she's got to pee. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. She's probably um, doing something really cool. 
So where'd you come uh, from? In the beer industry or? No, no, in general. Oh, like, I'm from, like, originally from Cincinnati. Where'd you Cincinnati. congeal? Like? Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. <laughs> the nasty natty. And what, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so how did you end up here sitting in front of me today? Oh, man. Such a long road. Um, so where'd he so pick you up at then? I met Dan through a friend of mine who is also in the industry, and he was like, I had just gotten out of another beer job, taken a six-month break, and, <laughs> sorry, and uh, he was like, anyone out there looking for a beer job? And I was like, ooh, maybe. So I What were texted you doing him. before? I was, a, I was with Windy City Distributing. Okay. So I was on the distribution side. Um, chain accounts in the city ran me ragged. I was like, I fucking hate this. Is that where I'm you started? Out. Like, was that like your first real job? Was like with a no. distro? Like, where, where, where'd you get into the distro My game? My first real job was way back in 1999. Stop. <laughs> uh, my first beer job was actually at Whole Foods. Oh, nice. I was a keg buyer and bar manager at Whole Foods Kingsbury. Then I went to work for Windy City Distribution um and worked for them for a few years oh, got out back. No. <laughs> got out and then uh took a six-month hiatus and a friend to of find mine yourself <laughs> pretty much to sit behind a desk <laughs> and compose myself so i didn't go crazy um and then i connected with dan who was looking for I sales rep slash director of sales. I was going to say director, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know that going into it. <laughs> and uh, I met with him for a few beers and he told me his business plan. And I was like, what the fuck? This is, I've never met a brewer who like has his shit together this much. Oh yeah. That's the marketing guy came out again. Um, the marketing mogwai. <laughs> mogwai. Nice. Yeah. And then... I think we met a second time to try his beers, and they were really, really good. And he told me that I kind of was like, "So what? What's your what's your home like?" He's like, "Oh, I have a wife, and I've got two kids." And I was like, "Oh, he's in this for the real deal. He's not just gonna fly the coop if it doesn't go well." Yeah, he's not just spitballing here. So he didn't dream that up with the okay. buddies in the garage. I'm I'm in, so I signed on with them, and uh, haven't looked back. Queen of the <laughs> suburbs now, see? I I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> okay. Queen of the city. So okay, there you go. <laughs> That's better. So what'd you pour? What'd you pour here? You this back? is uh, Puffing Billy. It's an American brown ale finished with cacao nibs. Cacao. 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 Okay. Yeah, we uh we you know a lot of uh, American browns kind of go heavy on the piney and resinous aspect, which never made any fucking sense to me with all those nice chocolatey kind of malts that we brew with for that style. So I wanted to back off on that, that, that bitter pine edge and really amp up the chocolate aroma and flavor. So the cacao is what does that. Ooh. Yeah, you got to have that cacao, man. Cacao. Cacao. Is there, I feel like there's confusion in the brewing industry over... Cocoa nibs and cacao. They're Same different. Fucking thing. No, they're not. <laughs> I have researched. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, I, I, I told you. I have researched this because have? people have tried to correct me. Okay. 
And I'm like, no, they're different. So I looked up why they're different, and I can never figure out which one is which. We use cacao. One of them, uh, the oils are pulled out. Mm. Yeah, this I, I've heard this. Why does she know more? You're the beer guy. I don't know. <laughs> I Would Joe be upset if he heard this? Probably. <laughs> Joe Co. Probably. <laughs> no, he, he's pretty easy going. Okay. He's okay. a San Diego guy. He'd be like, All what's right. up? What's this? <laughs> um, well, oh. I just looked at the side of the can. I'm not familiar with this. It's Shook Pineapple Milkshake IPA. Somebody, oh, I'm guessing somebody brought this into the bar and uh, Eric poured it for us gently. Thank you, sir. And uh, just Thank a news, news flash, it's from Minneapolis, it says oh. on the side of the can, right? You're Shook a Minnesota guy, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're a Minnesota guy. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, Modest. Yeah. Modest Brewing. Oh, I know them. Yeah. Modest Brewing. Yeah. yeah, there you go. They, they do good stuff. It but Shook, Shook like Pineapple Milkshake. It looks like pineapple juice. Cheers to the fellows at the bar. Prost. That is a milkshake IPA. <laughs> it tastes That's, delicious. It's almost like a pina colada. It is. Are well, you guys mad that it's hazy? I know. <laughs> you guys no, let, like let's go there. About let's talk beer. about it. Let's talk about it. Yeah, get in there. I don't, I don't know. Okay, that there's, I 20, there's 22 episodes on iTunes that you can listen to of this podcast, and er, all 22 of them have a hazy IPA conversation. So, oh, yeah. really? You might as well let's get go going and talk about 23. it. Yeah, let's talk about oh, it. Oh, Lord. I love, I'm going to start right now by saying I love them, and yeah. I'm loving this one. So I'm on the fence because, you know, when I first started drinking these, and it wasn't that long ago, you know, where I started trying them, you know, um, I had some pretty uh, regrettable experiences, you know, early on. And so I got kind of down on the style. But I think, you know. Okay, what, what, what were some of the regrettables? I mean, I've, I've heard this story from multiple brewers. and I won't even be able to remember. I, I'm not the, asking you to, tell, the, to the call brewery, out a yeah. brewery or anything. But what, but what was regrettable about them was the... Um, the amount of particulate matter that was residual in there, the um, the, the almost burning effect. Ah, burning is too harsh a word, but no, I just get a little it, yeah. chafing on the throat as it went down. Yeah. Just rough and raw, you know. And um, I've, I've I've the more I've been sampling, you know, these. I think people are, are kind of learning how to brew these better, right? Especially um, this area specifically, I think it's kind of yeah, like started. Yeah. You pick up that you go to the East Coast for a while and you try these great ones that have mm-hmm. been perfected over time and then you try to bring it home and you just don't quite have it dialed in yet mm. yeah maybe yeah. that's it maybe that's it i've yeah. heard a lot of the same story from a lot of guys saying you know like i hate it i thought i've refused you know and then i had a great one and yeah. then i said let's break down how the hell do i make yeah. something this good you know right 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 once you work it out work it out i mean do you find that do you find that like not just this specific style the hazy stuff but like anything like have you gone traveled whatever it is and tried to bring home something that like man i really like this like can i deconstruct that and not kind of not i haven't had that particular experience because i have two little boys at home and we don't go anywhere <laughs> you know so um i haven't had that particular experience but you know um i would say in terms of getting a style right there 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 are times when we catch lightning in a bottle like with vera you know joe banged out the recipe we brewed it and what you just tasted was pr- 99.5% the same recipe as what we did the first time, you know, two years ago. So um, he's he's kind of a wizard in that way. Uh, other ones, you know, we've, we've worked this last edition of Villainous. I th- think I mentioned this to you, but we've been tweaking that one a little bit here and there. And we finally, I think, got it just dialed in perfect where we swapped the dry hop. It's always been Centennial Simcoe Mosaic in the boil. It was Simcoe and Mosaic in the dry hop. 
we've rejiggered it to be Centennial and Mosaic in the dry hop now, and it's just it's banging, you know, and and a couple process things. So you dial them in over time and get them right, but um, I haven't had that experience of like going somewhere and be like, oh, let's go try to recreate that at home. No. Okay, so um, we're still drinking this Puffing Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the cacao nibs or cocoa, whatever you want to call them. It's cacao. Uh, <laughs> cacao. Cacao. But it also says nibs on the can. Yes. So cacao, cacao nibs. nibs. Yes. Um, I love the the way this flavor is coming off. Like I, I don't know how to how to ask the question I want to ask okay. you at some point. Talk, talk around it. We'll get right, there. Like talk about this this process for for brewing this one because it's got like. It's chocolate, but I feel like there's, is there no coffee in this too? It's got a feel Dude, to everybody it. says that. Everybody's like, oh, it's like it's coffee, and that's all coming from the malts. It's a really great malt bill that, that creates the backbone in that. The cacao nibs go in post-fermentation. We actually just drop, you know, big muslin sacks into the bright and let them steep, you know, as the, as the beer conditions and then gets carbonated. Um, so it really just adds that, that, you know, there's already chocolate malt, like I'm saying, in the malt bill. Uh, but other roasty malts in there as well. And that's what's providing that coffee kind of tinge you're getting. But then leaving that, those cacao nibs in there to sit for, you know, several days, just imbues it with that other layer of aroma and flavor. And yeah, it's, it's a big it, hit with a lot of people. It's almost 7% too. I mean, it's almost, really yeah. like, I don't know. It's kind of easy drinking for. Well, and that's, that. it's a tweener dark beer, right? So like if, if you like big dark beer flavors, they're all there for you. But yet it still doesn't sit heavy. A little on thinner, the, it's on the palate or in your gut, or, like yeah. yeah, like a porter or stout wood, right? So, it's a really drinkable, almost seven percent darker beer. You know, it you chugs have, easily it too, does. and you, it's are great you to make chugger, Lindsay. Uh, we, we did a, we did a beer Olympics at the barrel <laughs> and. Beer yeah. I took some low fills of a bunch of our stuff, and there was a lot of puffing Billy, <laughs> and we all had to chug. And they were like, "Why did you do this to me?" I'm like, "Just chug it. You can do it." <laughs> you gotta <laughs> play to win. You gotta play to win. <laughs> we like to do events like that. Beer that's, that's a fun one. So, so that is Barrel like this somebody you work with a lot, or I mean, is yeah. that is that why they're great people? I feel like they've they're come up multiple times during the they're podcast. They're in Pilsen. So I thought I'd ask. They're big Go supporters support of Chicago craft. Yeah, the Barrel yeah. used to be an old man bar. And uh, this guy, I think who the doesn't guy's, love old men? I think <laughs> I think the guy has uh, George has owned it um, the whole time, right? George Spiritus. Um, but he brought on this dude Patrick, and Patrick was like, "Let's transform this into a craft beer bar," and that's all they serve is craft beer, and it's awesome. And their yeah. cocktails are great too. And it's only oh, oh. it's only local craft beer. Oh yes, oh, really? Local they craft. Are. There he goes. He's two for Adam. two now. <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Adamantly against, so really? no Indiana beers. But if you can think of okay? an Indiana craft brewery, our suburbs are okay. Yeah, they've got I, some suburbs. I see what you did there with the Indiana piece, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna glaze right you over think that. Think of a big. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just yeah, south of the border. Yeah, they yeah. don't get any love there. Two of them now, really. I mean, yeah, two big ones. One yeah. really big. We one. weren't thinking about the other. The other one's good. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So. What's next? I mean, like I know we we, we kind of touched on it a little bit about uh, some some coming soon type type deals. Yeah. So coming attractions. So um, obviously the first thing we get asked at every festival we go to, every tasting is, oh yeah, I love your beers. Where's your, do you have a tap room? Okay. So do you have a tap room? So as do from an outside looking in, like a person that's not been in the industry and been doing this podcast for like four and a half months and talked to a good chunk You're of like brewers. You're like an old man in the business now. Yeah. Right. It, it, <laughs> 
I've heard this story. Um, I've heard it pretty much everybody to a man. The the money flows through the tap room. Am I wrong about that? Is that like where? Well, think about it. When you're a brewer and your beer ends up in a retail location, whether that's a store or a bar. A beautiful place like Iron and Glass in yes. Romeoville? Yes. Is that what you're Let's talking about? Let's use that as an example. Love um, that place. It's going to flow for, for many breweries, unless you're self-distributing. It's going to flow through your distributor, who are going to take X number of points, right? X percentage. Uh, and then the retailer's got to make some money to keep their lights on. They're going to take X percentage. When you have a tap room, you cut out both of those channels, right? And so the beer that a customer is paying the exact same price for, you're making all of it. All of it. All of the monies. The economics all are the completely different. It's the difference between making 120 bucks a keg or 1200 bucks a keg. Think about it that way. Yeah. That's a big difference. <laughs> Dollars. Numbers are hard, all right? But yes. That, Numbers are hard. That's crazy, though. It just Everybody says, you know, I think Gary. Gary, we mentioned Gary. Fuck Gully that from guy. Alar- <laughs> I love Gary. From Gary, Alarmist Brewing. He said, he said biggest regret he had was, was waiting two to three years well, whatever, to open dumb. his tap. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, he's a big flipping idiot. <laughs> I mean, but wonderful guy. Big flipping idiot. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of dumb. So around the bend, so that that's as that's as much as you can give, right? That's no, a, we can get more. more. Okay, can, I can show a little okay. ankle. Okay. Um, In the twenties, people would be going nuts. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, we're, we're on the cutting edge. Yes. Um, so we are in the the final the final stages of negotiating a deal for what I think is going to be a first in the nation concept. Um, I'm not going to go too far in the details of what that's going to be. Oh, but seems like um, a theme here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shared brewing facility, uh, big big tap room, kind of off-sale, you know, bottle shop area as well, um, but with multiple different breweries um, is, is what we're kind of aiming at. That sounds and, amazing. Uh, yeah, it's going to be really dope. Um, I don't want to say too much more because we're like literally like, a week or so away from closing on the property and um, you know we have partners in this deal and so saying so are any more of your partners talked at all about it no, is there anybody no, you no, can no, mention no, no. that no, maybe jumping on that train no, we can't not right that now. we'd like to think would jump in that train <laughs> yeah it's a, a really couple of people I know they don't have tap rooms that I would like to see have some form of tap room right yeah so it's it's super exciting we think it's going to have a lot of I think it's going to be really cool for for people who are or want you know because what do people like to do when they go out and, and have a few beers and go to a brewery. You turn around, you can pretty much see it. Yeah, <laughs> but one of, the like big, one of the big things is like, okay, well, let's go to a, that brewery and, and, and let's go there because this other one is just down the street and we can go over there too. So we'll go there and then we'll go there. Well, here. Why are you in consumers' heads? Me, that's <laughs> something that, that's, <laughs> but you got, yeah. I, I got to be honest with you. I've talked to a lot of guys uh, and girls that are doing this that are, they, they, I asked them bluntly, and they say, "No, nah, I'm really not in touch with the consumer at this point." Like that, what you wow, said—that's shocking. What you to said hear feel, that. feels like you might have a little connection to the consumer, you know. Whereas, but I'm just wired that way because that's what I did for so long. Like know? what I've told you, I, I'm married, have two small children, mm-hmm. but my wife and I, we plan things. Like if we get a night out, we're planning oh, like, Jesus okay, Christ, well, yeah. if we're in mic- we're at microphone. We can shoot down to Villa Park and go to more and we can go for more. Because when's know, the next time you're getting that whistle, babysitter? Like, right. So right? that's, that's kind of how Make we approach the most things. of the night. So that's kind of an interesting concept from coming from a guy who's kind of owning and operating a brewery versus yeah. 
you know, some of the guys I've talked to have been like, yeah, I mean, I don't really get a lot other than like what's on Untapped. You know, that's my feedback. But yeah. that also it also sounds it's so kind of clinical yeah. when you say, oh, you're in the head of the consumer. But also, I am the consumer. You know, right. what do I want to do? What would I want to do on a night out? What would? How do I want to experience? You know, my next my next you know beer going experience. Right? This just sounds rad and. We're going to have lots of fun stuff to do there. We're going to have, you know, really great food and, you know, hopefully some outdoor space. And it's going to be, it's going to be dope. And when you're saying really great food, I mean, you're talking like in-house food or are you talking about like mm-hmm. bringing on? Mm-hmm. Ooh, mm-hmm. man. I'm like, I'll know, giant I want to can- stop the, po- I want to stop the podcast and just start guessing. Right. <laughs> no, but I, I, that's an exciting idea. It's a good idea too. I mean, yeah. honestly, like from my my perspective. And if any of my potential beer partners junkies, are listening, to we don't this, call them alcoholics anymore. We're beer junkies. We're I like that. We're beer, beer geeks and bird, beer nerds. We're not alcoholics. No, junkies is better. It's closer. Yeah, beer junkies, right? I like that. That's well, good. You get addicted. As long as it has beer at the start of it. You <laughs> do not want to be called a junkie. Just want to have straight up Just junkies. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> like when when that's did you, gross. When did you stop, or have you ever stopped chasing beer? Like, do you still consume it? Define chasing. Like, like, I'll be looking at Facebook later tonight, probably trying to figure out when I can get my hands on KBS. You know, like when can I get my hand, when when's this beer coming out? Like, do you still do that? At I your don't. Level? I don't because I drink so much of my beer for a couple of reasons. Somebody asked me that the other day. Like, yeah, do you, do you still drink a lot of your own beer? And the answer is quite honestly is yes. One because it's free. It's good. around. It's pretty good. And I'm broke right now. So um, around but the bend? <laughs> <laughs> but no, the other thing is I, I want to keep Never constantly drinking it, seeing how so. it's changing, making sure, you know, quality standards and all that stuff. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, I, I guess I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth because I do drink a lot of other do guys' it. beers. I drink a lot of my friends' beers because yeah. I'm going to their breweries and I'm bringing them a six-pack of what I've been doing lately, and they'll walk into their walkout and bring me out a six-pack of something to take home. And so that's how I drink other other beers. I don't, but I don't go and like look for KBS or Dark Lord or anything. You that also shit. need I to know you. your competition. That's well, right. a good point. There is a, there's a <laughs> m- amount of research involved, whether well, you want to air quote well, research. research or not. But. Actually, to that point, that's a really good point, Lindsay. So when I go, like, if I am doing some sales work and I'm in a place where we don't happen to be on, and I'm, you know, either in the mood for beer or having a meal or, or just have time, then I'll, you know, say, oh, hey, I haven't had that, you know, from microphone. I haven't had that one, new one, and I've heard about it. Or that one from Maplewood, I've heard about it, but I haven't had it yet, you know. And, and I'll keep up the speed that way. Okay. What about you, Lindsay? Are you a beer lover? I mean, you got to like it a little um, bit, right, to be in the yeah. game. So I mean, you've been sitting there and drinking beer all night. So. I used to be really, really into beer, like finding out the latest yeah. and the greatest. Yeah. Now I'm in it all day long, up to my neck in it. <laughs> um. When I go home, you really don't want to get on that mic, do you? You're so f- you're just like yep, I'm sorry. There we go. There we go. There we go. I she drink. Want you to hear her whiskey or wine when I get home. Really? It's yeah. R- it's really that bad now. Huh? No, it's it's not that bad. It's not like it's just that. On you. No, it's just you drink. I drink beer throughout the day because I'm sampling out with people, and I definitely limit because like you know you. it's not good to drink all day long. Sure. But Tell Eric that. Wait, who told you that? When I get home, like, I want a nice whiskey or a nice glass of wine. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Oh, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Why are you I trying to shame me? I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just curious as to like how somebody booze in the shaming deals with it. I mean, I just wonder. I am equal opportunity. Anything delicious booze lover. or wonderful, you get tired of it if you're doing it all day long. So I just wondered, has it worn on you? No. Um, like, this podcast is wearing on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of this podcast. Wow. At this point. <laughs> Not me. I'm are we that you bad? Are. I think no. I'm saying you. I think I think <laughs> you were thinking that. He was in your head there. For yeah, me. I was trying to jump in there. I was trying to dive in. Swim Project. Around. I love this podcast. <laughs> I love it too. It's um, the best podcast. As far as our beers goes, <laughs> uh, we so for the longest time we had three beers. That's what we were doing, and I drank them every day, every day. Dan earmuffs. <laughs> Lindsay, I know. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, oh, we talk about this all the time. Um, and then we started coming out with new stuff. Um, Vera is probably my favorite. I feel bad saying that because I, what it's is like Vera? What is Vera, Vera is the pistachio the cream pistachio. ale. The pistachio. Okay. I don't pick favorites. I know. I know. It's like choosing a child. I get it. Yeah. But I don't have kids, so. So there you go. Whatever. Good for you. Um, <laughs> baby free, it's the way to be. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I got fur babies. They're yeah, awesome. Oh, good. Good. They're huge. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have to get into those later too. <laughs> but the one that you just cracked open is Pretty Lights. It is our Belgian triple with cranberry and almonds. It's like she knew what I was gonna ask next. I she's was in your she's head. In my head. Yeah. So here's the thing. Dan gives really extended explanations of I'm the beers. I dig it. I've been doing tastings every weekend right. since the beginning She's of time. She's like, like So I have... An asshole like me is few and far between that wants to hear the whole thing. I'm like, come I on. Tell me the whole thing. More. Quick descriptions. Yeah. Ten seconds. Probably makes a lot of Five sense. Five seconds. But uh, Pretty Lights is hands down my favorite beer after Vera. Ooh. I tasted this beer off the line. <laughs> it came off the line, cracked it open, and I was like, I haven't been excited about a beer in so long. Because you, you get beer fatigue. I get this it. This beer is incredible. It's, it, it's super layered. I got a chance to sit down. I set, I set the mood. I had a fire. I sit down. And I had an entire can of it because normally I just take sips of everything all the time. And it just changes throughout the entire beer. And it's amazing. Yeah. So what was the, uh, so how did this, how did this beer form? Like what, what was the thought process behind it? So we just, we have a, a you know, little bit of it left over. So I thought I'd, I'd bring one because it's still tasting great. It's aging well. But we did this as our holiday It's beer. not dying in the can on me? No. It tastes good. No, it's, honestly, it's aging it's amazing. So, it's, so it would be what you would call a holiday beer. Like we released it. Yeah, we released it around, around the holiday. I don't want to pigeonhole it or anything. Yeah. Like. No. It still tastes amazing though, I think. So, but yeah, we just wanted to take and do something that wasn't your normal, you know, Christmas sales are all like dark with cinnamon and allspice and blah 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 bullshit let's you know let's do what we do let's zig when they're zagging right and so we went belgian triple cranberry adds that kind of pinkish hue to it it's bright it's refreshing in that sense the almond is just super intriguing it just it all works together i think your classic contrarian almost while you're brewing i dig it i dig it Mm -hmm. um when i first picked it up and i started 
to go for the first sip, I got like I I, th- I started thinking sour for a second, and then I and then I, I looked at the can and got the, the ester almost like that. So I don't even know if we did say what 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 what, what do you classify it as on the can? It's a Belgian it's a, a Belgian triple with cranberry and almond. Yeah, and the cranberry is what gives it that sour-ish right. edge. Yeah. And there's a lot of times tart. I see tart. tart is a better word. Tart. Yeah. I see cranberry sometimes. And I say, nah, maybe not for me, but this yeah. quite you. tasty, quite tasty. <laughs> well, and even with me, like I, I'm pretty basic when it comes to this stuff. I love big yeah, basic stouts. I love big IPAs and hazy IPAs and double IPAs. Right like, I mean, I get, I, I love that stuff. So when I have a Belgian that I like that makes the eyebrow grow up. I, I take notice of that, so cool. it, it's pretty cool to have that yeah. little that little cranberry. But, but it did. I got a sour thought at first. Yeah, we like, just put oh, this one in. We just sent off our beers for the World Beer Cup Awards, so we put this one in in the uh, fruited Belgian category. So can I ask about that process? Because yeah. I've heard people that we sent it off. Like, go in depth on what that process involves when you send it off. I just threw up air quotes. Yeah. So. Um, a few months ago, you know, the uh, the call went out, you know, start thinking about what you're going to do. You sign up for and pay the submission fees uh, for the different beers you want to have. And, and really the, 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 I don't say trick of it, but the, the thing you need to consider the most is what category are you putting a beer into, right? If you've got an IPA, well, it's going in the IPA category. That's, that's pretty easy. But in different things like uh, where does a pistachio cream ale go? What category is that going to go? Is there on, a right? cream ale? category or no uh you're testing my memory here which as we talked about earlier we'll just gloss right over that but i think we put that one in experimental because of the pistachio character, right, right right that makes sense and uh you know so there there's 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 some consideration that needs to go into that i get you don't want to overstate it right but there's a little bit of consideration that needs to go into that but then the sending it off piece is just you know it needs to get even though um the uh, Brewers Conference is going to be in Nashville this year, and that's where World you know, Beer Cup Awards are going to be announced. Vegas. Yeah, Nash Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Uh, the beer actually goes to Colorado because the judging is all going to happen you know, in the now-ish time frame, and then that conference is last week in April, first week in March so, or May. So um, sending it off, I mean, it's we're, we're, we're lucky in this area that we've got a hub. Goose, uh, Goose Island takes everybody's beer who wants to send it off. Really? And they just, like, just drop it off. How does that we'll, work? We'll send it all. We'll ship it. How does that work? They just, we, they they just, just ask us. Up. They just ask us they to have, box it up. They have AB money. They got that AB money. <laughs> they got all that right. AB money. I, I love that though because you hear stories similar to that too. Like, hey, uh, we're group buying wine barrels at Penrose. We're group buying whiskey and bourbon barrels over yeah. at uh, Hailstorm. I mean, they they're a nice hearth for that. So there, there's a shit ton of sharing that goes on in the craft beer community. It's very collegial. Um, I think Goose that's why people love it so much. Yeah, look at yeah. this. This tap room was empty like half an hour ago. Now there's not a, not a seat Word to sit down. Up. People Hello, like, people like crafter. Hey, we're just doing? saying hi to everybody. <laughs> you guys are wonderful. So yeah, the Goose Island folks are nice enough to just say, "Hey, bring it all here. We'll drop ship it in one, you know, one big batch, and you guys don't have to pay for it." Which is cool. It's killer. Saves us, you know, fifty, sixty bucks, whatever it would be to FedEx stuff illegally. <laughs> You're not, supposed to, you, you're not supposed to ship beer. You're what? supposed. You just say it's perfume. I, I, I say told. it's presentations all the time. It's <laughs> what? Presentations. Present. What is On it? paper. General. It's heavy. General presentations. Yeah, presentations. Okay. I, get I, it. I don't know. They buy it. I'm not perfume. changing until they. Yeah. Let me open that box. Yeah. Don't Let me see that, these yeah. presentations. 
<laughs> I know. I'll go. I'll go home. I'll take it. Elsewhere. This guy's got a really nice science project in here. Very good presentation. Fucking tuck my touch my presentations. <laughs> so, so where, where'd, where'd you pick up Randy? How'd Randy jump on the around the bend train? Randy, for those of you who can't see, which is everybody, uh, Randy is running around the iron and glass tap room, throwing samples at everybody, trying to get the around the bend out there. Randy is also, my rock star. I thought you were going to say my rock, but. That's he's fine. We can just stop there. That's he's rock. my yeah. rock star. I'm going to edit it so it just says Randy <laughs> is my rock. Wait, we're live, I thought. Yeah, well, it's fine. Oh, it's going to it's gonna get posted eventually oh, on the back end. A different version. Yeah. Well, this is just live. This is the first live to the tap room. All right. Yeah. I got you. Lucky these guys. So Dan got the email. I don't know where that came from. So where'd that come from? What? Well, how you got Randy? <laughs> Dan's like, who's Randy? We put a call out on the listserv. <laughs> okay. The Illinois Craft Brewers has so a li- ha- guild has a listserv and then where you can just send an email to everybody in the whole thing. And I said, we need help. We're growing. We need help. Who so wants to help? Randy was the first person I interviewed, and I was actually looking for two people. Um, it's all the qualifications he needed. <laughs> he was the first you're person I... you right now. Don't, don't think I'm being a jerk. <laughs> he was the first person I interviewed. And I, I was like, meet me at this coffee shop. I met with him. I was just like, this dude is so fucking nice. Yeah. And he knows a shit ton about beer. So I was he like, he just right. passed his Cicerone exam. Yeah, I saw what? that. He posted what? it. What he should? He should be proud. Smarter Crushed than it. all of us. Crushed it. Yeah, like an eighty-eight percent on tasting or something. Something good. Yeah. He did a damn good job. But yeah, he's he's the one that hooked up the po- you guys for the podcast. Cause Absolutely, I knew who you guys were. I didn't know how to get a hold of you, honestly. And then Randy's like, "Hey, uh, I like your podcast." Blah, blah blah. We talked for like I'm talking like paragraphs of messages sent back and forth. <laughs> and then like two days later, he's like, "Yeah, kind of like do some stuff for uh, this place called Around the Bend." I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, would you want?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to talk to them. Let's talk to these guys." Just, I just got a delicious burrito at Standard Taco and seen your beer staring me in the face. Yeah, I want to <laughs> talk to you guys. Did you drink a beer with your taco? I didn't because we are at a facility that does not encourage me to come back drunk. Uh, my day job. So <laughs> Otherwise, I may have over. They don't understand liquid lunch? They do not. It is one a specifically drunk religious beer, facility. You got an issue. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> now you're just being rude. No. Do what you do best. Um... So I interviewed him, and I pretty much was like, um, when can you start? I was like, wait, <laughs> no, I, um, you ha- you should probably meet Dan first. <laughs> I don't know if I have Try the to authority to hire yet, uh, but. Randy's like, I'm, you're Dan's a like, shoe I'm in on my boat. The bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, and then I messaged Dan, and he was like, yeah, just hire him. That's your job. I was like. <laughs> Oh, I've just been doing so much sales. Did you think all he was going to micromanage you? Like, he was going to be like, no, I got to meet him first. I like like, didn't I hire you but to do this? Actually, Randy met with Dan. We all met up. Yeah. And, uh, but I implicitly trust Lindsay's judgment as well at this point. So, I mean, yeah, it was great, you know, to obviously meet and, and, and do all that beforehand, but I, I would have had no problem the other way. So. Can yeah. I ask a standard uh, dork question, real quick? Yeah, please. Where's the can art come from? Ah, uh, so. I do it all. It seems <laughs> all of it. Lindsay's the it's can all artist. Me. Just no, it's not. So the development of the logo, uh, the Around the Bend logo, and all of our first series of cans. In fact, 
all of these except for two um, were done by a company called Gertrude Inc. Um, and Gertrude is, uh, is owned by a, a buddy of mine uh, named Otis Gibson. And Otis and I used to work together at Leo Burnett. That's a phenomenal name, by the way. Isn't that Otis like, Gibson? You were blessed in life if your parents were like, mm-hmm. Otis. Yeah, that Otis. was. Otis loves us. And um, last name Gibson. Yeah, good. right? Um, phenomenally talented designer, world-class designer. We met when we were working on the U.S. Army account together, and he actually designed the current U.S. Army logo. So he's like that kind of talent, you know? Um, Mood lighting. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) That's sexy. And so obviously, you know, uh, starting out as a little small brewery, normally wouldn't have been able to afford that kind of talent. Um, But he cut us, you know, kind of friend prices and... um, and I just, I really believe, you know, given my my past background, I really believed in investing in this aspect of the business to get started because, you know, we aren't going to have a lot of money to go out and promote the brand and, you know, paid channels. So what we have is what's on shelf, you know, it's got to look good, you know, and people have to, you can, you can choose my words carefully here. I was only going to say, you know, fool or trick somebody into buying a beer once you can, you can entice somebody into buying a beer once with its look. But if the liquid inside is no good, you're not going to get repurchased, right? There you're isn't not a person in this room that hasn't bought a beer based on right. the can or the exactly. bottle. Exactly, exactly. But totally. It's, so that's where most of the effort has gone is making sure that the the beer itself is fucking great. Yeah. But to get that initial trial, man, you know, it's got to it's got to look good. It's got to be sexy. So we, you know, I um, we so, we get a ton of comments. I won't so, even say so what I think. Is this all him? Is this all him, or is it? So, you have input on this? Like, what did you give him ideas, thoughts behind these beers? Yeah, like, no, I mean, it didn't. It didn't start here. I mean, like I said, Ghost was one of the first beers we launched with. Um, but they had two or three whacks at the overall brand and, and labels before we kind of landed on this look. And you know, that's that's the process, and that's the process that. You know, I had been a part of for all those many years and knowing how to work with creative teams to get from, you know, the where you where you start as a brief, which is a written document, which lays out objectives, of what you're trying to do. And then people will come back with an idea and then you'll you'll work it from there. And it's like, OK, this isn't quite where we need to go. Let's try to move this. Over Marketing here. guys back. Marketing yeah, guys yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's boring shit. Nobody wants to hear it's that. It's not boring shit. So, <laughs> so it's, part, it's part of the around the bend journey. Yeah, right. right? So it, 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 it took two or three iterations, and then you know we went to we went to lunch one day at JP Graziano's little sandwich place in the West Loop. Graziano. Yeah, it's a great little place. That's better. And Otis is like, I nailed it, dude. Before he even like pulled out the sketches, you know the the, the comps of it, he's like, this is it. You were like, wait, wait a minute, I'll well, tell you if you nailed it. But I, I also know him well enough to be like. Okay, he's, if he's, he's that confident right yeah, now. Yeah, A, I'm not going to move him off this idea, <laughs> even though I did the last two. Uh, and it, but he was right, and and it's it's a great look. It 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 has, you know, what we're trying to do is take you know classic and go new. It has that old worldly kind of feel in some ways with all the filigree and this and that, but it still is, you know, fresh and 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 uh, invigorated. I feel and the so. creepy nature of Vera just staring at me right now is is phenomenal. Like, you know what I, that is? That is. Um, that big long nose. that thing. raven a, feel to it, or like that. Uh, it's a plague doctor's mask. Yeah, it's like the old play. Exactly. Like yeah. you see it in like a, like a Game of Thrones type right, setting. Right. You know, right. And so what they would do with we're going to bleed long, them out. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> what they would do with these big, long, conical noses in the mask, they would stuff those with, like, orange peels and, you know, yes. spices and shit like that so they couldn't smell the stench of the dead bodies everywhere. <laughs> and they would feel like it would, yeah, now that I'm talking about this, doesn't really seem like a good idea <laughs> for a beer really label, bad. does it? But fuck it. It looks yeah. cool. It, does, it, looks, <laughs> it looks pretty, it looks pretty rad. Cool. People you know? ask it me about like it, and I'm like, you don't want to know. Plague doctor. It's with, um, is Randy that good right now? That, is Randy roses. running around the tap room right now pouring the beers that we're drinking? Right Randy's, now? Running, Randy's running the brewery now. Synergy. Yes. Yeah. Guy, guy at the bar that sent us the pineapple, right? You sent us that. that. Yeah. Thank you, sir. You also look like Javi Baez, by the way. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> is, it, is it Javi Baez? <laughs> he kind of looks like Javi is it? Baez. It's not is Javi. It Javi. He doesn't have the baseball tattoo on the back of his neck, Fuck but he God. wears a flat bill well, just is like that Javi a does. Sports ball reference? That's sports, a sports ball reference. Ball. Yeah. yeah. Who's winning mm. the match? I don't give up the <laughs> that's, that's what I just saw scan across her foot. He had a good try the, the other match. day. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay. Lindsay's not a sports You're ball welcome. gal. So what else, Lindsay? What else do you want to talk about? I feel like we're letting you just kind of hang out and relax. No, it's cool. I'm just drinking. No, yeah, that's good. I like that. You won't have to go home and what drink that bottle of wine know? later. Oh, no. It's, oh, no. It's, it's waiting nice. for me. Okay. It's I'm nice. going to go home. I'm going to watch Jessica Jones. A nice red or like a... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be red. It'll She's be picturing red picturing her cellar right now. <laughs> the cellar? With the barrels of money you've oh, been paying we just, Yes. Just Copious amounts. Just bought a case of rosé. So, so what's Lin- what does Lindsay's day look like tomorrow? Tomorrow will be Thursday. Mm. Oh, good question. What, what does tomorrow, Lindsay's day look like tomorrow? I'm curious what you're doing tomorrow. <laughs> Lindsay, the sales Shit, director thanks. of Thank Around you. the Bend. Thanks. Queen Bee. What does a sales day look for look like for a, a non tap room having canned beer distributing um, entity such as around okay. the bend? All right, I get in there. Start I start my day probably around eight o'clock with a lot of emails, a lot of admin bullshit, putting out fires. What is admin bullshit? Can you give mm. us a little more of that? Oh. Just like mm. Happy Thursday! What's up? Who didn't what get the order kind of that was supposed to get? Oh, oh an order that's supposed to go out that didn't make it. Do you have any tap handles that you can drop off at this event? Or do you have this? Do you have I need new magnets? signage. I need. Yeah. There's what I wanted. Just admin bullshit. bullshit. Admin bullshit. Um, and then start rocking and rolling around 10 or 11. If I have off-prem... Accounts to hit, which means premises. Off premise. Good job, Joe. <laughs> Off well premise I'm means like stores. You're an old you, hand at this. Look where at you purchase the beer and you leave the premises to drink it. I heard they call these places slashies. 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 Eric's slashy. got a nice slashy here. Slashies. Eric's been working for like four days Dude, straight. He's probably slashies. blacked out back there. Is he still serving beer? No. Oh, he's back there. Okay, there he is. Hi, oh. folks. How we doing? Hello. Welcome. Like, Try all the around the bend. We should tell people that are listening. We're sitting right by the front door. So. Oh, absolutely. We're here to meet and greet. Yeah. Um, and then I. Yes, <laughs> that guy knows what's that guy knows what's up. See. And she has about a five beer lunch. Oh five yeah, beer. five beers at lunch. Liquid lunch. Then I go and hang out at the beach. Massage. I don't really do a whole lot. Get a manicure, pedicure. I was gonna say on staff nail gal. Yeah. Do all figured. that. Um, hit the bath. Just a really when you hit it big like around the bend, then you got <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, really easy things. day. <laughs> it ain't easy. Ladies though. who lunch. Just remember, it ain't easy. <laughs> okay, so but no, for I real, actually for, for real, real, for real, like ten o'clock when shit starts popping, what are we doing? 
10 o'clock. Um, are we traveling? No, are, we, are, we, are we emailing? <laughs> are we traveling? Are we? No, I'm probably tomorrow Cases I have a, beer a shit ton trunk? of <laughs> stuff to submit for signage. So I probably won't get out until 11. And then I have probably five to eight accounts to hit. Um, I was supposed to have a lunch that was canceled, so now I have to fill that in with other accounts. Um, yeah, Patrick canceled his lunch, by the way. <laughs> well, don't call the guy out on the air. <laughs> it's okay. He's, sake. he's well, not going to be listening. He's not going to listen to this. <laughs> you kidding me? Um, and then See, uh, towards the end of the day, uh, I try and hit an account that I haven't seen in a while just to go say hi to a buyer and have a beer. And uh, normally on Thursdays we have events, but we don't have anything tomorrow, Ooh. which is wonderful. Yeah, is that good? It's, yes, well, it's, it's, it's bad fine. For business. <laughs> oh, but well, dude, we had a big event been, tonight. The pace, yeah. the pace has been, and, and this isn't even the busy time of the year, and the pace has been. Yeah, we've been super busy uh, the weeks leading up to this week, and then this week is pretty easy, and then once April hits, it's a shit show. Isn't it like festival season? Isn't that coming a thing starting? Now? Yeah, starting starting to work. Starting in May. Like so how do you May guys logistically like? How do you decide? Well, we want to make an appearance here. We don't want to make an appearance there. I mean, because you guys got to remember, this is the exposure of your brand. Right. Yeah. We the big the big first fork <laughs> in the road. Give me a job, is it? Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> guys, you're gonna get a lot of brand exposure yeah. here. This podcast, but huge brand exposure. Huge. <laughs> well, that's why do you think we're doing this? Yeah. Why do you think I'm paying you guys so yeah. much to do it? No. <laughs> The big first fork in the road these days is, do you buy beer or do you not? Uh, we get inundated with uh, requests for you know charity donations, and we would love to do as ma- we would love to do all of them for for the worthy causes. I would right? say, but we for, just can't. For know? our size, we have been really good about charity donations. We haven't done a ton, but we make sure that if we do it, it's for something that we believe in. Well, and so all that. Well, I've got a charity. It's called Joe's Kegerator, and it has an empty six-barrel yeah. slot. No? Yeah, go, no? Yeah, go to Benny's yeah. and order oh, a keg. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, you guys aren't that philanthropist I <laughs> but, or, no, but seriously. The point on, on that, no, like, if there's like a, you know, like Lindsay's saying, if there's a cause we believe in and we can work it, great, but gone are the days where these, you know, festivals where they're getting people to pay for tickets and saying, Donate your beer and you'll be great yeah. exposure. That's over. Yeah. You know, we don't do any of that anymore. I don't think many breweries. Will you guys do, be really. at Bug this year? Will you be at That's beer different. That's a, guild, that's a guild event, no, right? So, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah absolutely. Sure, but, but is that something you guys will be at this absolutely. year? Absolutely. Awesome. Hell yeah. And, and the new that's a great uh, closing event. event that's a great of event. Illinois Craft Beer Week, nay, right. Chicago Craft Beer Week. Yeah. That's a yes. big week coming up. Here. Do we. Do you know where the closing event is? I do. The closing event for Craft Beer Week is going to be at uh, the Theater on the Lake. It's a... Theater. The Theater yeah, on better. the Lake. Theater, the Theater. I prefer a little Can more pretension. Can we get pretension. John Lovett? I prefer more pretension <laughs> in my podcast. So yeah. Just saying. A little Danny K action there. Just saying. Um, and it is a uh, tropical slash Polynesian sort of themed event. What? So, yeah. Really? Yeah. Maui Gold, Maui Gold's gonna rock and roll with that. I just like Lindsay's whole sailor mouth. I mean, that's perfect. It's perfect. Dirty, dirty. It fits. Oh, it fits the podcast. Um, here's something that maybe you weren't prepared to talk about. Uh-oh. Maybe you were. Uh oh. Tell me a little bit about your guys' adventure so far. In the, I think this is like the second annual uh, 
bracket challenge of the breweries <laughs> in North South, you know, suburbs, all that. Oh, the hop yeah, review? Yeah, the hop review. We just uh, made it to the Sweet 16. The bra- I know. Which is, yeah. like, dude, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, it's crazy, right? You guys are Vote small. often? Or wait, no, it's vote early, six vote seed, often. motherfucker. <laughs> right. Oh, are you really? <laughs> kidding oh, me? Who did you start again? Who the fuck do you think you're talking Whatever. to? Whatever. <laughs> Who did you guys start again? Dan's been drinking. <laughs> oh, she can tell. She does me. <laughs> and you guys have all been drinking his beer. We who who's our first round blowout against? Blow. I like how you slid. <laughs> he slid oh, blowout shit. in there. We just beat Weiner. Weiner nice guys Weiner, over there. Weiner was this. Shout round. out to Jacob. So your first round when you were the sixth. First seed. round was uh, I forget. I'm gonna pull it up. You guys got a kind the of little a Goliath. People, you the little people you step on. You got a Goliath this remember. round, don't you? Oh, Mars. we got Mars. Yeah. They big. Fuck. Big. Fuck Edmar. <laughs> He's like the nicest guy in the world, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like I've heard so many Wipe things about him. With them. <laughs> He's I good. got married at his art space. Did you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Co prosperity sphere. He does great stuff Shout with, with yeah. everything. Art he just he just owns Bridgeport. Uh, weather. Their new tap room is really cool. I, I haven't been there yet, but I've seen the some opening. amazing pictures there. He did a nice uh, thing for all the the brewers. Yep. Really? Nice, yeah. Like anything you want, like this is like no. They just, they just open. Like they just, yeah, they just open their doors. You kind know, of a soft opening type, but yeah. just for kind of industry yep. folk, industry industry thing. Which is kind of you know a, like, a standard hey, no procedure. But <laughs> no, it's not. I don't mean no, like that. Awesome. But no, it's great to be able to see the the really cool space they've done, and I think they did it in a really cool way where they've got a a, a good sized room, but. Like the main part of the room is never gonna feel empty because they've got like these overflow areas, you know, where you can go into. So it's like they just designed it really smartly. I guess is what I'm getting. Right. At. It has a great perception to it, almost. Yeah, like, and it overlooks yeah. big glass overlooks, you know, the brewing space. Did you I find will, it? I didn't find I it. I will tie that into the fact that there is crushed velvet sitting up at the bar right now, and there's probably not too much left of it. So <laughs> people people might want to go ahead and get that along with your around the bend beers. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean. What, what kind of collaborations thing? Like, who have you worked with before? Like, around what? the bend had to have been, yeah. So, uh, we Ale did Smith, <laughs> didn't you know? He's Should just, we go in chronological order? No, d- go uh, in all orders. So de- pre-launch, de-chronological. De- you want to go backwards? <laughs> I mean, I just said the last one that we did. So. No, you didn't. Wait, oh. Twisted Hippo was the last one we did. No, Twisted actually, Hippo. the last one we did was Burnt City. Okay. Well, it's not out yet, so that doesn't count. Bahaha. Bahaha. All right, so we're start in from process. the beginning. We're in process so with a passion fruit pale ale. Passion fruit pale ale. That's okay. going to be over at Burnt City at the pub. Okay. And we repitched the villainous yeast, so the four different strains that we brew with. We've never repitched that before, so we wanted to do a little experiment and see how it turned out. And that is, like I said, it's in process, but it's tasting great right so now. So that's going to be canned up and... Nope, that'll be just at the pub. Just at, just the, at, at the Burn City, City pub. pub. Okay. Yeah, so, so just a little seven barrel batch. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah. And that's you fine. can bowl. April 6th. You can what? Bowl. There's bowling there. Yeah. They got a bowling alley. City, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. They got a bowling alley. 710 Lanes or whatever the hell what? it's called. What's called? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I guess right. we had our holiday party there. It was really, really dope. That's killer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, you so got April 6th, we're releasing that right beer. Now. Yeah, okay, that's on April deck. April 6th, okay. And then uh, before be that, we I'll did cheers you with margaritas in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, She's on vacation. Before that, we did a Bramble ESB? No. Was, no, it was a Bramble. Bramble Rye. Rye. Mild. 
Mild. English That's mild. It. He just I'm saying ESP. All the stuff that with blackberries, boysenberries. Mm-hmm. And who is this with? Burnt? With, with uh, Burnt too, no, this no? was Twisted Hippo. Twisted Hippo, okay. Yeah. And hazelnuts. And hazelnuts, yeah, that's right. That Where, was rad. What, what is, where's Twisted Hippo? Oh. So oh, they man. were brewing out of... Um, was that Nevins? Ailman. No. Okay. The Ailman space. And now they are opening up in the old... Um, break room. Break room space. God, I heard Montrose great stories about ba- break room Richmond. from... Uh, from uh, Corridor and and, and did you uh, never Saint get Laurent. up there when they were no, around? No, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't cool. Yeah, because Eric is brewing at at um, yeah, Dry Hop now. Yeah, I did not. I did not know all that. That was we did a collab with Eric at Break Room. We oh, did really? a a rye IPA with tons of honey and oh, it was so good. But that was yeah. the longest runoff. It's like a there he goes. He's drooping again. Four hour. Not me. He's drooping again. It's not me. He's it's trying to blame table. it on the equipment. You're. He's, you're all wrong over there. He's buddy. all wrong. It's all right. And then I got it. We got all the time in the world for you. <laughs> you got to get it all the way to the table. Yeah, so so break room was, was something I didn't know about. It, it, it was kind of interesting to hear that. I've heard heard a lot of things about uh, people meeting there, like you know, current now, people that are really? running breweries and that, that like met. You know, during that process, I know Mike Palin was from Microphone was one of the original. He was, the he original, was supposed to be the original, the original brewery, yeah. right? But, but pre actually being opened. Right? Yep, exactly, exactly. That beer turned out great too. I don't remember what we called it, but it was <laughs> really good. I don't know. I have no idea. So that then was what? Joe. Then, Joe then where were we at? Then, then after at you, who else? Who else? Before that, we, uh, with? so the big, the kind of the the biggest collab we've done was uh, with Ale Smith out of uh, San Diego. Joe. Yeah, I think some people have heard of them. Yep. He he worked there back Only in the day. Only a few. Uh, I mean, they got rated number one brewery in the world like three years ago by Rate Beer. They've done some so good things. They've done some okay things. So last spring, we made a wee heavy scotch ale with them. And uh, we were able to keg off and can up uh, a, a good amount of that. And get it out into the market. It was just. What's it like amazing. putting out a wee heavy Scotch ale? I mean, is that hard? Is that hard? Because yeah, you know, <laughs> what, ask you, Lindsay you know about I when mean, we launched right? it. You know what I mean, right? Like, so like you're he comes selling to me. Stuff. He goes, "I want. We want to do a collab with Alesmith." I'm like, "Awesome, let's do that." She's called a collab. Yeah, collab. And collab sounds cool. He goes, "We're gonna do a wee heavy cooler. in May," and I'm like, "Are you really? trying to make my job?" Harder. What's wrong with that? This isn't California. They don't just beer. drink anything anytime. Then he was like, "No, it's a hazy though. It's a hazy <laughs> we have." And <laughs> I said, "Go like, fuck oh, okay, yourself." We're good. We're good. We're good. No, this was last year, so yeah. it wasn't the hazy. You're like it's a super sweet uh, but adjunct. But I, I tried uh, to talk them out of it. I was like, can you, "Can you hold off until fall?" Nope. No. And I was like, "Do you understand that when May hits?" Even Did when this conversation March? actually happen? Oh, yes. Or was this like Absolutely. hindsight conversation? No, no, no. Oh, okay. oh man. Love it. I don't Love it. I don't keep my mouth shut. I can tell. <laughs> nope. <laughs> In a good way. Don't, don't take that the wrong way. There's you can't take it the wrong way. But it was a great fucking beer. And it was it a great sold fucking beer. Just fine. The confidence. There's no problems yes. with it whatsoever. It aged it amazingly. I still have some in my closet downstairs. Yeah. It's fine. But you skeletons. just, you did make my life a little harder. I'm just saying. Well, we like to challenge you, Lindsay. Yeah. Yeah, well. Every uh, chance they get. Pay the big bucks, you know. They get. Uh-huh. 
Um, you know what? We, we glossed over the last pour. What was the last pour that we just oh, had? Oh, yeah. Here, have some more. We're pouring some tiny bits and pieces of, of around the bend as we're doing this. Um, what was the last one? This Talk is about it. Black Forest, which is an imperial stout uh, brewed with gear deli, dark chocolate, and dark sweet cherries. So the cherries are meant to be very light, kind of just an accent on the back end. The real star of that one is the interplay of that dark chocolate and the uh, big roasty malts that we brew with. So to use Ghirardelli chocolate, do you have to have some sort of agreement with them to do that, <laughs> or you just go for it? Yeah, you, you just <laughs> just like just you just order it. Yeah, you like, just order it. <laughs> like it's not like I haven't seen recent, very recently, people just dumping boxes of fruity pebbles into a pale ale. So, yeah, right. So, Who did you know, that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I saw that too somewhere yeah, it was, on the interwebs. Yeah, it was very recent. There was a Fruit Loops, a Fruity Pebble one. I've seen a Cocoa Pebbles one. I, yeah, I've seen. I've I French pressed Oreos into a Bourbon County. I mean, I'm thinking I, we need I've to do no a shame. Pepto Bismol uh, saison. There you go. No. There you go. Yeah. Just uh, settle your we'll stomach we'll down. Yeah. Also get, you, exactly. get the party going. Get that yeah. acid right down. Also yeah. keep the party going. Exactly. Also the, the chalk. Do you want the mm. chalk? I actually have never had Pepto Bismol. Nothing chalky about Pepto, dear. It's great. Great. It's not. No. Yeah, it might <laughs> well, be. I mean, it looks it like penicillin, and useful. I remember what that used to taste like Ooh. when I was little, and I was like, "Ooh, candy." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what Pepto Bismol tastes I had, like? I, exactly. Guys, I know this is totally nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I had a. Uh, you ever been to 350 in Tinley? Oh yeah, they're Absolutely. awesome. I love those guys. Yeah. Uh, but I was there for for the podcast, talking to another brewery at their space, and I had a Juju a Juju IPA there. And it like literally tastes their like juju? balls. Yeah. Their yeah. juju it's or... 350 is, is literally... It's called Juju something, but it's Juju Nasty. Juju Nasty is the name of the that beer. That sounds like them. I yeah. think they might get a cease and <laughs> yeah. desist. Well, either way, it literally Just was... Just It was like a nice, clear, crisp IPA with a bubblegum finish. So when we were working out of Ale Syndicate, uh, Eric Pizer was still... Name drop. Uh, with, you know, with 350, <laughs> one of the partners up there, and, and they had a tank. Over at Ale Syndicate. So they were one of the, at the height, we had five different breweries working out of that, that space. That guy liked your beer, see? <laughs> hey, thank you very much, sir. Have a good weekend. He didn't buy Anyways. anything, though. It's only Wednesday. Why did I say drank weekend? it, though, so stop Oh, it. okay. Great exposure for your beer, remember. Great exposure. <laughs> Story of Exposing lives. that middle finger quite often. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they can't see that on the radio. <laughs> no, I can, though. Go on, keep going, keep going. You're talking. I don't know what the fuck I was talking, talking about. about. When you were working with the ale, uh, ale. Yeah, we had five different breweries working out of there yeah, at the height yeah, of it. That was yeah. nuts, bags. Oh, you were talking about Eric Pizer. Bags. Yeah, of Eric's nuts. good guy. He's brewing at uh, the Rock Bottom down in Warrenville now. Ooh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Rock Making some good beers down there. Okay. Yep. Oh, he's pausing on me now. See, I lost him. I thought he. Was, I thought you were still on a story here. No, I'm you're done. talking about when you were. <laughs> That's it. Like, no, I gave up. <laughs> I quit. This I quit is what podcast. happens. Ask me a new question. Yeah. yeah. I quit Next. the podcast now. I didn't quit. I'm still here. I'm rocking it. Yeah. Well, we haven't even gotten to the sneaky bastard yet. Oh yeah, we should open that. Oh, should okay. open that earlier. But before we go on, let's 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 circle back to, to yes, the, sorry to this to this tournament this this sixty four oh, right, right, brewery right. tournament. You guys. The, I'm I mean, of two minds. Okay, with this. sorry. You were a six seed, and I feel like I insulted you at you that point. You fucking did. Yeah. Of course you did. I don't know. You guys are you're like you're just not <laughs> a huge brewery. You don't have a tap room. I'm thinking like I don't know. Maybe I didn't remember that you were a six seed, but you yeah. you blew past two people or two breweries Who was that pretty first quick. One. And I now you're going to be like, It's 
bugging the shit out of me. Like what anyway, is, what, like do you feel like I should this text is, my wife? Do you feel like this is exposure? I mean, or is this kind of just like, yeah, it's fun? Like, or do you feel like like this? No, is, it is definitely these things. I mean, I'm fascinated I, by the social media piece of this yeah. industry. I feel like people utilize the shit out of it. Like they do. Right? I think it's everybody's how we live in this our lives. Tap room probably follows multiple breweries or untapped, so, you know, all that stuff. So. You can think of you can think of just real quick, and then I want to hear what you have to say. You can think of social media so platforms. No, I'm not, I'm serious. <laughs> but you can think of these social media platforms as just these, you know, stupid things, you know, blah blah blah. Or you can think of them as that's how people live their lives these days in a real way, right? There's a it's lot funny of time you're saying it as I'm watching, and spent I'm watching on. Randy take pictures and put them on his Instagram. Exactly, right? I mean, it's a, it's, it's no joke. So what were you going to say? I was just going to say it takes two seconds to post something to a social media platform that could reach 500 to 5,000 people. Yeah. Um, and that's like taking full advantage of everything you have like we don't have the money to promote on or get a slot on wgn on the morning show or something like that so right anything that we can use we use i'm not the best at it extremely but. successful <laughs> podcasts are obviously part of that huge absolutely that's a huge part of the strategy huge. well yep i don't we posted it a few times that we were going to be on this well thank it's, you it's a thing i need you guys more than you need me just so you know just <laughs> Just symbiotic. You know Just let me know. Symbiotic. That. I need you all more than you need me. So, no, I mean, I, I, I'm completely fascinated by watching brewers and breweries and marketing. Like, it, it's fun to look at the sizes. You know, how big? How big is the brewery? How many followers do you have? Like, who's owning your social media? Like well, there's people that have two or three people owning it. Everybody that works there has the sign in. Yeah. And there's some people that's just it's just like. I own it and I brew the beer and I, it's all my money and it's all my life. So I'm the one that controls it. And then there's like, oh, you got to talk to my marketing guy first, you know. So there, there's, a, it's a mixed bag in this industry. What so. would you say? Well, think about. I mean, there are actually college degrees for social media social now. Social media marketing. So Can it's, you believe it? It's, mind. it's crazy. But um, every business that is growing needs to have a social media presence. We don't. We don't have the budget for it, so we do it. Right. My biggest regret right now is not having the time to invest more in that, right? It's not even about money because there's not a lot of – we're doing some paid spend, but it's minuscule. But it's really about having, you know, the time to invest in developing, you know, interesting and fun content, things people want to see about the brewery and hear about the brewery. And it's just – it does take time, you know? And for me, as a, as a consumer from the outside, when I'm the one chasing the beer, buying the beer, seeking out the beer, like I enjoy more the social media accounts that I know. I know that Gary and Aaron over at Alarmist are the ones posting that, you know, yeah, posting right, that video. Yeah. But if I know the guy, you know, Dan and Lindsay are posting the video from around the bend, I'm more apt to watch your Instagram story. Like I'm more like, right. you know, <laughs> let, let, I'm going to watch it because I know they're not paying somebody else to do it. That's not really like mm-hmm. committed, like. It's like their summer internship or like their, you know, that, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. I don't know how to explain it because it's not like it, it can work the other way, too. Like if you get somebody that's like dedicated to their brand, like there's guys that work at Maplewood that like just work there that have sleeve tattoos with the Maplewood logo on their forearm. Oh, like that I are know not that guy. Adam and Adam. I think his name is Mike. Uh-huh. Mike Skifo, Skifo. He's uh, awesome. Yeah, He's for real. Seriously, the nicest guy in the world. Randy, <laughs> when are you getting a tattoo? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, 
I'm pretty sure right on he his got head that, would be the way he, to go. Here's a fun fact. He got that tattoo. Um, he said, what would I get if I got a tattoo? And they right said, around um, Juice Pants 4? <laughs> free, free beer for life. He's like, sold. He's like, the tattoo only cost me 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, the awesome story. that's the mentality that so, a lot of us in this tap room share right now. It's, it's that important to us. So what are you go, what are you reaching for? You're reaching into your little Glock case over here. My black bag of, of tricks. This is the last one we have on open tonight. This is Mr. Marmalade. Randy, we're gonna need or you to marmalade. pour that for the whole bar. No, marmalade, I'm marmalade. Whatever you want to call it. Here. All right, so break you it down. Pour your own this what, time. What that is? That is an Imperial IPA. Brewed with Sevilla oranges and orange blossom honey. Do you or anyone else sitting in this tap room know the difference between a double IPA and an imperial IPA? It's the same fucking thing. It's the same thing. It's all marketing. Marketing guy. Potato, potato. So, um, Sevilla oranges are the same bitter orange that they use to make the classic British orange marmalade, the jam, right? Everybody loves good Tell marmalade. Tell the story. Tell the story about how marmalade came into existence. Oh, really? You hear that story? Okay. I think it's this a great hey, story. Hey, we're story. here with Dan from Around the Bend. He's going to tell us a story about marmalade. I have a little history time, <laughs> history lesson, kids. So, um, the sto- so the story goes, there was a you know Sevilla is down in the south of Spain where they grow these 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 very they're very bitter oranges, and there was a, you know I don't know what it was the 16th or the 17th century whatever it was a long time ago. Um, guy from England went down there in the middle of winter because they peak, these oranges peak in January, and uh, he finds fresh citrus. And he gets a deal on a whole boatload of this stuff. And he's like, you can't believe it. I'm going to make a killing when I send this stuff back up to England and we have fresh citrus in the middle of January. Didn't taste it until it got back home, and they find out that they're severely sour oranges. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, I sunk my life savings into this. What am I going to do? And he's like, dump a shitload of sugar in there and make jam. And that's how a classic of the British Empire, orange marmalade, was born. You can't go to England and not have some marmalade. That's how, that's how a lot of great inventions in culinary history, in brewing, you know, for that matter, were invented. But screw-ups. How do we save the screw-up? And it, you know, invented something wholly new, right? So yeah, like, leave it to the British to screw everything up. <laughs> <laughs> but to save it, then. But to then sugar. save it, right? Right. Yeah. Politely. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, these oranges can be intensely bitter, with a real astringent sort of bitterness, and so we also brew it with a boatload of orange blossom honey, and that brings everything back into balance. So it's got a nice sweet finish, like an imperial IPA should. Um, yeah, so what, what mentally made you say, like, let's pair that with the double IPA? Uh, you don't get a lot of people shop, hey, let me get that double IPA with the uh, marmalade orange in it. It like, just made so much sense to me. I'm like, we're, we're talking about a style that has a bitter edge to it in an imperial IPA, but also finishes sweet. These are bitter oranges that are used in a jam that is ultimately sweet, provides that 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 same duality. I mean, it's like it's made total sense to me. And where, where's this so what he's saying is, why didn't you think of it? Right, <laughs> Joe's an idiot. Um, so <laughs> good one, Liz. So uh, ABV wise, where's this falling on the scale? And take a sip and let me think. Imperial. What you think? Take it's a imperial sip. versus what do you double think? versus. Uh, what do you think? I put it at eight and a half. It's an eight. Eight point eight. Hence the reason I call it the sneaky bastard. It doesn't drink oh, like, like it. an almost nine percenter though, right? Stone would probably be like, nope, that's ours. We actually have that patented <laughs> somewhere. 
Yeah. We haven't used it yet. So I we haven't. Cut someone. That is mine. Cut you. <laughs> I mean, guys, I've, I've, I, I'm, we're hitting two hours at this point. Wow, wow really? What, yeah. What do you, what do you want the average beer drinker in the iron and glass tap room to think about when they, when they think around the bend beer? I, I would honestly like to just hear you give us your unvarnished. Um, you know, opinion of the beers you've 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 drank tonight. Are you talking about me personally, or are you yeah. talking about the tap room? No, you. Jesus, you're putting me Wait, on the spot now. Wait, 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 you're looking at me with a face. Lindsay's got a face. He answered a question with a question. I did. He did. I did. I did a good. No, right? no, no. <laughs> no, we're both doing it we right did. now. We did. Yeah, we're Jesus. like launching fire. Um, I, th- I think those are both excellent Honestly, questions. I feel like I broke down each one of these beers separately in the playback, for everybody can go back and listen. But for me, um, the biggest surprise for me was the cream flavor in the pistachio cream ale. Like, the pistachio cool. I think that's awesome. I think it's a nice little twist. But the f- I got more of a cream taste off that cream ale than I get out of most things that are labeled a cream ale, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. The coffee that I pulled out of the brown ale that doesn't really have coffee in it kind of blew my mind. The... Um, uh, what, Villainous? Villainous, your IPA, which yeah. you said was your best bestseller currently. Am I wrong about yep, that? Yeah. Yep. So your bestseller, like, if you got into the game as an IPA lover and a classic IPA lover, and maybe you're kind of soured on this whole hazy uh, juice bomb thing, um, <laughs> that's the beer for you. That first one, the Kolsch, that's my summer beer right there. That's, that's, that's uh, you know, bags birthday parties like all that stuff i don't want to like pigeonhole your beer into you know it's no, only no, it's only no. good for when it's sunny outside oh no, yeah but this is my off the cuff like honest opinion of what you've given me cool um i like the i like the thought process behind that that uh lights beer being the christmas one um but again it doesn't have to be the christmas beer it's kind of uh well, I said, like i said i got a sour feel off for some reason yeah. right off the bat and if you're into like, I feel like some people are averse to like uh, Belgian ester maybe flavor. Is that what it is? Is the yeah. ester in it? Yeah, that, absolutely. Like that some people can Those be kind candy of like, esters. like eh, you know, like I don't, you know, that's not for me. But I think it got balanced out a little bit by the cranberry and a little bit of the tartness from it, so it cool. doesn't just kind of punch you in the face like that. I feel like we should direct people's attention to that little sh- shelf over there. Anyone who's actually listening to us right now, you can buy all the beers that you've been sampling that Randy is so diligently pouring out for everybody. Over, 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 uh, what? That's uh, like third shelf in. Third, third shelf, shelf in. in. Yeah. Right into the top there. Yeah, yeah. Right at the top. Yeah. Around the bend. Tippy top. So, wh- wh- what would you want them to leave with? What, what's the thought process behind it? I mean, I know you have a lot of things you're growing right now and you're, 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 you're not going to be the same iteration of what we're talking right now in six to eight to 10 to 12 months. So, yeah. I guess, you know, the headline thought I'd want to leave people with is, you know, if you're, if you're looking for an interesting drinking experience, no matter what that is, no matter what your, your bag is in craft beer, we've got a beer for you, right? We've got a very wide, um, you know, uh, profi- set of profiles here in terms of different stylistic differences that we're working with. And um, we're just, you know... Honest, hardworking folk trying to make our way in the world. <laughs> you know, uh, two, two words for for me. Like, if I wanted, if I just randomly, like, if you gave me one of those weird psych tests, I'd be like, classically experimental around the bend beer. Hey, like, I'll that, take that. Classically I'll take that. experimental, like your beers. 
It's almost like I've had them before, but then there's like a little tiny something in them that makes me go, whoa, that's, that's not this. That's, that's not the same IPA I've had. Yeah. That's not the same Kolsch I've had. That's not Find the same brown ale. Find your jam at ATB. Find I mean, your it's, jam It's at like ATB. there's, there's, there's breweries out Lindsay there's, the Queen. There's breweries out there that are trying to do the absolute weirdest shit possible. And sometimes, you know, you really fall down when you do that. And there's other breweries. But sometimes that are just, it's awesome. Yeah, exactly. And there's no. other breweries that are just playing it totally straight. And it's just like we're gonna make the best Schwartz beer we can make, you know. And and that's awesome too. And there's a place for it. What I what I really feel, I think you hit it on the head with what we're trying to do. What we're trying to do is is not go crazy, crazy weird, we're but be like a fine line. Yeah, we're walking that fine line and be like, how do you take something that's recognizable and make it interesting again? You respecting I mean? German purity laws while also No, crushing. we don't do that at all. We don't do that at all. Not Fuck really. the Rhinites Gebot. But it's yeah. funny, you know, this is interesting. When I was in I that appreciate that's a it. deep cut right there. That's a deep cut quote right there. But when I was in <laughs> the that, when I was in that interim phase of, of you know, like the, the, the kick in the ass moment and the writing the business plan, there was a period of time when the whole brand idea was focused around just doing straight ahead classic you know german beers to style and it was, so it was it like was, a journey song playing in one part of your head and the other part of your head was like america <laughs> fuck yeah. like, but it, it was i get it, it it was really it was that whole you know and i like to think about you know around the bend as 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 really being a journey to yeah to, to, to use yeah, that term stupidly right. can i ask like around the bend is that is it as simple as it sounds, or is it? Like it is. If you keep pushing boundaries, keep trying new things, you never know what's around the bend, right? So classically we're always experimental. Gonna, yeah, we're, it's put classically it on your, experimental. Put, put, put exactly. It on your, we're on gonna your do put it in the tap room. Put it, exactly. But I have a sign made for you, Cerebu Creek. Oh, it, they'll make it for you. <laughs> it was during that period when I was trying to figure out what we wanted to be, and I was thinking it was going to be all about you know just classic you know German styles, or, or maybe not even German, but just. You know, really, you know, either it's a great, you know, English ESB or whatever that style. But that's when I was doing that, you know, um, that survey of the marketplace, that analysis. And I started to really dig in and see what was going on. And I, I found out, you know, what was going on on the frontier and on the edge. And the people who were doing this experimentation, I said, no, that's where we need to go. That's where we need to be. That's what is, that's what I'm passionate about. So, Lindsay, so it's almost like he that. found his jam at found his jam. ATB. <laughs> You guys keep talking. I want to take a picture of all the people behind <laughs> you while you're talking. Yeah. What should we talk about now? What do you want to talk about? I think we should do what an else? Oreo beer. Mostly sweaty balls. Oreo <laughs> beers. Sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. That was the voice that we just got. Sweaty balls. That was our NPR voice. Yes. That was it. Next that's up. Just came How do they fresh feel? Air. Lindsay, what should we talk about? Sweaty <laughs> <laughs> balls. It happens when I put these headphones um, on. It's the right. Mic. It's How like, about you can't help it. You can't. How about the series Sweaty Wieners? <laughs> Wait. Oh, is that what's in the fermenters right There's now? <laughs> is that the next? Is that for uh, Oktoberfest? No. Sweaty Wieners. Your sweaty balls were so great. Let's talk about your sweaty wieners. Jesus. On a more serious note, <laughs> there I is. I love Alec Baldwin. Yeah, who doesn't? There <laughs> is a plan in the future to do a sour series when we get into the new facility. How do you start that? Like that—that's that, something that always baffles me. With, yeah. with depending on your size, your space, yeah. your barrels. Do you want to do barrels? Do you want to so do wilds? Do you want to do kettle sours? Do you want to do like what? Like there's going to be the thinking right now is just going to be a separate, um, a separate room for wild fermentation. It's which own will equipment be segregated from the rest of the brewery physically. 
You have to um, walk in with a hazmat suit. Yep, exactly. Got to go Breaking Bad um, on them. Separate hoses, yeah. separate the tanks, all meth that. Cooking yeah. suit, and and space for 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 barrels in there. And so, you know, we're going to invest a pretty significant chunk of change in, uh, you know, in in wood barrels, oak barrels. Mostly um, Lindsay's money then. Fifty Mostly cents. Lindsay's money. Fifty cents. And racks and whatnot. And so, you know, we want to get a barrel program up and running. It's still going to be minuscule compared to you know what's going on at you know some of the other breweries here in town but you know at least we're going to be able to start and and go what we're doing now is we submit like one beer to fobab because we got you know we've got the black forest you just tried that's sitting in heaven hill and buffalo trace barrels right now shut up yeah really yeah and the ale no we're lying ale smith we heavy we talked about i wanted to try that since we brewed it back in october um, Again, I want to try that. That we heavy we talked about earlier that See we did with Ale Smith. That I don't have money to go to. Yeah, that was time. our Fobab beer <laughs> last year. So that's awesome. So like we're pl- we're 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 dinking and dunking in that right now. But like we're talking about you know like you know thousands of dollars of investment into you know barrels and racks and whatnot, so that we can start to really expand that. And part of that will be dedicated to probably bourbon esque you know styles, and part of it will be. You know, sour, wild fermentation. Play around a little bit with some sour stuff. Well, I mean, honestly, guys, I appreciate you doing two hours with me, sitting at the podcast. And I flew by. The first ever tap room, live tap room (laughs) podcast. 22 episodes in. You guys are number 23, like Jordan. Hey, Um, we got the Jordan number. You got the Jordan number. Oh, my gosh. I know that guy. First time we've actually broadcasted to live people sitting there drinking beer. Whether they listen or not, that doesn't matter. Groundbreaking. Um, We love all of them. And I really – I'm going to do some rose petal throwing here. Is that okay? Let's let's say thank you. Thank you to your guy. Your guy right here. Randy. Give him some love. Give him some love. My goddamn rock Randy star. hustled through this tap room through the two hours. He didn't hours. even wear his leather vest. No. Or his assless chaps. Or his assless. Um, I didn't even say they were assless. Yeah, How'd well, you know? I did. How'd I you did. know? Well, how do you think we met? Oh! Um, <laughs> so, so Randy hustled around the tap room. And mind you, the minute we started this podcast two hours ago, there was like two people, maybe one person in this yeah, tap room. Yeah, it's full now. And now you can't find a seat, so... Good, good thing for that. And uh, thank the gentleman at the bar that sent us a beer. Uh, the the uh, Modernist, I think, Brewing, he sent us a pineapple uh, meme shake or some sort of a shake. Thanks, and Larry. Eric, Eric uh, working behind the bar over there. Thank you, Eric at Iron and Glass. You Eric, you're over. wonderful. They got all kinds of stuff coming up. And if you're in, in, in the area on Saturday, the 24th, I'll be interviewing uh, Founders Head, ma- head brewmaster Jeremy Kosmicki in the same room. Uh, you can always come out to that. And Eric's got all kinds of good stuff. He's got April. They got a KBS, CBS takeover. What's around the bend got? You got something for me? You got cans coming out? I mean, we got I, Maui Gold coming out May. 1st. What's Maui Gold? Oh yeah, that's our summer percent Citra Hop Session IPA Stop with it. pineapple. People are pineapple. mad. You think people are mad? You guys waited tell, on that. Tell me about your Session IPAs. They're thin. They don't have a lot of flavor. Fuck that shit. Ours okay. is not that. Ours is not that. So what are we sitting at? What are we Super sitting at? Super flavorful. Four and a half percent. Four point five percent. We pack a ton of flavor. It's like like Lindsay's saying, like a lot of session IPAs taste like they took their IPA and they cut it with water to get yeah. down there. This is just packed full of flavor. Bro, it's crushable. It's crushable. It, and it is crusher. Shut up. It's, it's a porch pounder. We're not gonna use crushable. Oh, I like pounder. that. It's, it's a, a porch, porch pounder. pounder. Porch pounder. She's very if anybody loquacious. in the tap room is listening right now, uh, does anybody have a question for around the bend? Anything? We have open Nobody's mics for you guys. Anybody? It's fine. That's fine. We're just That's double checking. Right. We're yeah. just double checking. Anybody want to ask 
around the bend a, a question before we get out of here. Again, thank you, Eric, for uh, hosting us here and letting us take up your space. Thank you, Joe, for the time. And your we appreciate airtime. it. And thank you, Around the Bend. Yeah, it was fun. Lindsay and Dan and, and even Randy for... Uh, Randy, Randy, Randy got his cardio in. He got his... <laughs> uh, he's got everything in. Yeah, his, 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 his thighs are burning. He's been pouring <laughs> every beer. As we poured it, he's looking at the table going, shit, I got to find that beer so I can pour it out for... <laughs> <laughs> what, what do we got in here? Like 40 people. He's going to pour this out in tiny Dixie cups for 40 people. <laughs> nah, you guys' beer is good, man. I mean, Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I walked in here today, started setting up, and I had your, uh, what do they have? Kiwi, a Kiwi Lager? Kiwi Pils. Kiwi Pils. Kiwi yeah, Pils on. that's a draft only specialty, yeah. so look for that in bars around town now. Yeah, it was delicious. It's crisp. It's 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 another part part like the Kolsch to me. Like that. It's, it's got that feeling of like... Yeah, we'll always do, so in addition to the canned beers we have, we'll always have, like, you know, one or two, you know, uh, draft-only specialties floating around out there at bars just to keep things interesting for our, our friends sitting on the bar stools. So, all right, without revealing anything, because you guys are very close to the best with all this. Goddamn right we but, are. But let me just ask you this, as Average Joe's Above Average Beer Podcast would like to know, when you finally, whatever, whatever it is you're planning for the future for Tap Room and these... How about a round table with you and the whoever else is a part of that? That would be rad. I feel like that would be a good time. That would be Hell really good. Kind of yes. get the word out. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have to get some more microphones. No, that's fine. We get a section with the distro people, uh, the queen bees of uh, sales, <laughs> so they can be like, I fucking hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what it is? No, uh, maybe, maybe oh, not. Maybe man. I misconstrued what I... I came off that way? No. That's what happens when you deal with the public. I get it. I get all it. All the time. <laughs> and oh. also, Lindsay loves all of you. I love she everybody. You does. guys are great. I'm smiling right now. All right, but seriously, thank you guys. Tell, anything oh, you want to leave them with before I hit, before I hit stop on this whole thing? If you haven't had our beers, go out and give them a try. I Around think you like the Bend Beer the Company. Beer company. Um, and you guys are on the usual outlets: yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yep. Yep. ATB Beer Co. ATB Beer Co. Yep, that's the that's website. ATBBeerCo.com. www's and. I know a lot of you are out there killing time on your phone during your lunch and break hours. Just take a minute and go to their website. Just search around the Ben Beer, whatever you got to do, and just just kind of read through the blog. That uh, you said you hadn't done it in a while, but just to kind of get the story, it's pretty awesome. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool Thank to, you. I appreciate that. to read through it and kind of see like the date breaks. Like, <laughs> here, I'll be back with this date to, to tell you more about this. You know, it, it, it's it's a cool kind of insider's it's piece. Been a while since I've had a chance to update that. Yeah. We've been a little busy. That's yeah, fine. We're, uh, we're, cares. We're it's a classic. Uh, it's like an LP. We're yeah. sending our first shipment of beer to Ohio uh, next week, so we're expanding into Ohio. That's our first state beyond Illinois. Watch so. out, Cherville. Here. Yep, here we come. Here we come. The nasty natty, I'm coming for you. Like, <laughs> that's the only reason you're going out there is because she's from Cincinnati. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty I'm much. getting the nasty natty back. Cleveland, at least that's not Holla. Detroit. Watch out. <laughs> is that our, their tagline? That's our slogan. And then there is Seabus. Yep. Oh, Columbus. Yeah. Can't beat it. Akron, LeBron James. Come on. We'll give him some all kinds love. of stuff. Uh, Crackrin, as it was called when uh, I lived is there. Is that serious? Uh-huh. That's a real thing, huh? Toledo. Yeah. I mean, come on. Ouch. There's all kinds it's, of It's spots. all good, though. Toledo. Yeah. yeah. I'll be Toledo. there this weekend. Why? Uh, <laughs> I, I have family in oh, Cleveland. Okay. I've got going to one visit of my best friends. She, yes. Very now nice. I feel bad. Very nice now I feel bad. You should, Joseph. Love you, Grandma. Grandma Betsy is the best all right well i'm literally holding up two empty glasses but atb thank you i appreciate it thank you so much cheers to both you guys this is a blast and cheers to randy for hooking it up 
And we're out. Peace.